Welcome to the evening tea. Tea bags with the bags. <laughs> Today I have my good friend Boxer. Hello. Hey, how's it going? And uh, Aubrey, his girlfriend. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and as always, my trusty Steed Corbin over here. What's up? <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's get started. How are let's you, Boxer? Let's do this thing. I'm doing good, man. I'm a little bit nervous. My first podcast, but let's get into it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Boxer here is an MMA fighter. Is that right? Did I get it right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah? yeah. So, um, what got you into MMA, I guess I could ask? Oh, that's that's a lot. Um, I mean, growing up, my uh, both of my parents fought. You know, my dad, uh, he was a professional boxer as well as a professional MMA fighter. Uh, my mom did some kickboxing back in the day. So, you know, as soon as we could crawl, we could kick. But, oh yeah. yeah so is that how you learned is that who taught you kind of yeah yeah he taught us a lot that we knew me my brother my sisters and you know he taught us a lot that we knew but most of it we learned from uh from just kind of pursuing it on our own yeah but, so are you professional right now are you going no, professional yeah, are you trying to that's the goal i mean the goal is ufc obviously you know i want to be like conor mcgregor but brown tatted and way better looking you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'm gonna need you to calm down that's the (laughs) it's uh that's that's the end goal but right now i'm just gonna stay amateur until i can uh build up a a record that i'm comfortable with pushing pushing into professional you know the professional world's a lot different than the amateur world but yeah for sure um and you have a fight coming up i do i do november 22nd yeah union event center yeah come down can you believe he's (laughs) never invited me to a fight I invited you the minute I found out I was going to a fight. <laughs> yeah, he actually did. Yeah. I'm just talking bullshit. Yeah, I think you're one of the first people. Like, the, the weekend I got it, I think we were hanging out over at our buddy's house and mm-hmm. getting drunk. So, for, do you know how I moment. met him? Mm-hmm. You know Harley? You remember Harley Chris Taylor? Yes. That's how I met him. So, he was... I was, don't even know who that is. I met um, you... Because uh, I think we, we ended up at the same party from Ben's... Ben Diaz, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Ben is, I guess, who knows, Harley Chris Taylor. Yes. So... If you're listening, Ben, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we met, it was, I think, 2017, yep. December. Uh, Harley Chris Taylor was having a party at his house because he lived with his parents at the time. And so they were out of town, so he was throwing a big old, big old bash. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember too much from that party. I was, yeah, I was pretty gone as we we usually are when we <laughs> see each other. <laughs> we usually uh, we usually get where we're going, but yeah. So and then I didn't talk to him for like a couple of years until what a couple of weeks. No, it ago. was it was only about a year. It was yeah, only, yeah, because uh, it was only about a year. We didn't we didn't really yeah like talk a year and a couple few months. Yeah, and then I, I randomly saw you outside of uh, our buddy's apartment complex, and you were like, hey. You remember me? <laughs> it's like, yeah, come have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. That's exciting. Are you ready for this fight? Oh, yeah. I mean, as prepared as, I mean, I, I definitely feel confident going into it. Do yeah. you win or, I mean, because obviously your face ain't too fucked up. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely uh, a striker, you know. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I keep it on the feet. I don't like the grain, ground game too much, but, uh, but yeah, I, I tend to win a lot of the fights, you know. I think I could beat you up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Aubrey over here is yes. a real estate agent. I am. How long have you been a real estate agent? So I've been with the company about two months. Um, I just closed my first deal. 
So that was super duper exciting. What uh, what company do you work for? I work for KW Real Estate in Park City. Oh, okay. I'm with that's the Stern very nice. Group, yes. I actually have a really good friend that's a, real, a realtor. And really? yeah, his name is uh, Joel Carson. <gasps> He's one of the top real estate agents in the country. That's awesome. What company is he with? Uh, he was with Prudential for a while. Okay. And so I think right now, I don't know what company he's with now, but I know that he still does real estate. Mm-hmm. So anytime I have friends that are looking for a home or like my mom was recently looking for a home, mm-hmm. I usually will bring him in. We'll send him my I way now. I can't imagine being in that business, man. It's I, so much fun. I can't even sell myself on buying a new oh hoodie. I, there's no way I could sell someone <laughs> a brand new house. <laughs> like I can him. sell myself on buying anything, and then I feel <laughs> bit bad about it later. I'm like, ugh. Shouldn't have done that. I look at my bank account, and I'm just like, should I have bought that? Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> So, do you travel to Park City every day? Mm -hmm. Well, not every day. Um, My schedule is pretty flexible. If I have to meet with clients and I show them houses, then I'll go to the office. Or if I have to do paperwork. But my schedule is super flexible. So, where was your first deal at? Like in this valley, Park City? Park City, yeah. It was was honestly really exciting because we're in Utah, kind of judgmental state or whatever. But um, I sold to a polyamorous couple and they were kind of looking for a bachelor house. So, Mm. it was this super big house. It's beautiful. They were saying all these bedrooms are going to be the guest house and they're just these new bachelors they're a new couple so it was super exciting because i feel like if they got somebody else it wouldn't have gone as smooth smoothly as it did yeah it all depends on who you get as a realtor Mm -hmm. and joel is pretty he's pretty uh uh laid back Mm -hmm. so he's really easy to get along with yeah and my mom was actually having a really bad time with one of her realtors and i was like you just I I can get I can save mm-hmm. you I can give you a better realtor and exactly. so she finally told me to do it and so I texted him and he was like yeah let me have her phone number mm-hmm. and so they ended up getting a house in Draper somewhere that's awesome so it was successful mm-hmm. that's awesome that's good and so yeah I mean it's just it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah it was super fun I love it <laughs> it was funny because when me and my friends when I was living with my friends in West Jordan a few years ago we were looking to try to buy a house all of us Mm -hmm. and i told him to come out and so he comes out and my friend is like i think the realtor's here and i was like how do you know and she goes this really really nice black car just pulled up and i know it ain't the neighbors (laughs) (laughs) so i go out there and he's got this little ferrari and i was like oh yep that's him that's the one that's hilarious and then yeah corbin over here I've known him for four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys meet? 2016. So I actually worked at 2016. Yeah. (laughs) Corbin's like, Phil's longer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so we met at where he works at still. And I was there for two and a half years. And how I started talking to him was I went from a customer service rep to uh, working in the escalations department. And I loved my job. I'd still be there today if it just they didn't fuck me over. <laughs> but they, um, how I started talking to him was I was walking by his desk one day, and I seen that his screensaver was "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Oh. Have you ever seen that show? <laughs> yeah. And so I asked him. I was like, "Was that always? It's always sunny in Philadelphia." And then we just kind of started talking. And then he knows the same people I know. And then we started hanging out outside of work and. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a long time. 
How is it still over there at the the one exchange? It's going well. We're in a nice new area now. They built us uh, they built us a new technology area that's brighter. We have stand up desks, nice what, screens. What so. do you do there? Um, I'm a the role is business architect. Basically, it's taking it's communicating between developers and the business because they don't understand each other. So. That sounds completely out of my league. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's super nerd alert. Yeah, like. <laughs> pretty much. Just go right over my head. I would not understand any. Yeah, he uh, he he like built the systems that they use for like the customer service reps and like all the notes and stuff that go in there. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just punch and get punched. That's <laughs> that's my whole career. <laughs> and she's over. To, I just sell homes. I know. <laughs> What did you do before that, though? Uh, so I was with a company called Rise Global. It was a sales and marketing firm. We sold DirecTV in Walmart. So that was kind of the start of my big sales jump. And I was doing real estate school while I was doing that. So it was kind of just, I need to get out of this environment and take care of my own business. And There's a school for, for real estate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have to go to school. Online. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's and you awesome. have to, I think every year you have to get your, you have to renew your license and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Every two and years. And if there's, if there's new stuff that you didn't learn before, then you have to learn it before mm-hmm. they'll give you your license. Yeah, because wow. the laws change all the time, so you just have to keep up on those. Those are the most important. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like you just kind of got into it. No. That's, like my nail cool. lady, the last time I saw my nail lady, we mm-hmm. were talking about, I was like, how long do you have to go to school to be a nail tech? And she mm-hmm. was like, well, it was only like 250 hours. She was like, but Utah came out with a new law, mm-hmm. and they wanted everybody to have 600 hours. Yeah. She was like, so I literally, we all had to go back in to complete our hours. Otherwise, we weren't getting our licenses. Yeah, I was going to say, when I went to barber school, that's that's what it was, 600 hours. Mm -hmm. And it's just 600 hours of standing around waiting waiting for people to come in. Mm -hmm. But I've been going to her for like four years now because I I was, I I do, I like the, I like my stiletto nails. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're usually long, like super, like Cardi B long. Ooh. <laughs> and so I walked in there. I, I had come back from the East Coast and I had a lady there, but I literally walked into every shop, a lot of shops here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what I want. And I showed them a picture and they just looked like shit. <laughs> so I ended up going into her one day and I was like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And she made him look exactly the way that I just showed her that I wanted. You have to cherish those people. And yeah, so oh I've been going gosh. to her for four years, and I'll only go to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I literally, when I was living up all the way in Layton, fifty miles away from her shop, mm-hmm. I literally drove all the way down there just to go, just to go see her. It's a dedication, just like how guys are with their barber; they only go to one barber. Yeah, and he's That's over exactly here laughing it about it. Like it is. It's, it's all right. You got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got me you can't on that just, one. Once you find that person, you can't just go to exactly. anybody else. That's true. Like my, my like my family was here in July and we were all going to get our nails done and stuff. And I was like, I only want a pedicure. Mm-hmm. And I had had my nails on at that time. And they were like, oh, you don't want to fill or anything? I was like, nah, I got a lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't you can do my feet, but don't ask about my nails because mm-hmm. I already got somebody. <laughs> <laughs> not your department. <laughs> You're not qualified to touch <laughs> these hands. <laughs> huh. That's funny. But yeah, I mean, life's pretty interesting. Where it takes you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you do outside of boxing, though? Um, nowadays, uh, 
I mean, besides training, getting ready for fights, um, he's you know, a, a prostitute. I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dad first, you know, above all, I'm a father. Um, and I, I do, uh, some personal training, personal instruction, stuff like that. And, you know, do you charge for that? Do, do people pay you? Yeah. So there's some stuff that I do for free. Um, like I've worked with, uh, one of my really close friends, Cece, uh, Sicily. She actually is uh, pretty in tune with the rape recovery center. So mm. sometimes, uh, I'll work with nonprofit organizations like that to, uh, to help teach people how, how to, to defend, defend themselves. themselves and stuff, you know, especially people that have already been in certain situations and stuff. But, you know, a lot of the times people will hit me up through Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. And they'll ask for tips and I can write them a workout plan, workout meals, like meal plans and stuff. And, you know, kind of, kind of pays the bills, keeps everything going, you know, and then I'll go work out with them or whatever their home gym is, or I'll train them at my home gym and, you know, just kind of make money through that. But very nice. Yeah. It's simple. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you don't have like a regular nine to five. Um, no, not really. Not anymore. You know, being a fighter is, is you have to dedicate a hundred percent of yourself to the craft, you know, and there is that tough because it's not like you can immediately go from working a nine to five to being in the UFC. You know, you've got to earn it, but you just have to dedicate all those hours and all that time to to uh, training and keeping your mental where it needs to be and, you know, keeping all that. So, yeah, it's definitely hard, especially when you work for those nonprofits, because you know that you're dealing with people who've been beat up by people before. Yeah. And so is that like hard for you? Sometimes, I mean, I, a big reason why I got so into fighting was, uh, you know, I grew up getting, you know, picked on and bullied pretty bad. And so now I like, uh, now that I'm not to be cocky now that I'm a tough guy, I kind of want to <laughs> do something for the, for the little guy. Cause I know how it feels, you know, I know how it feels to be, you know, in those situations feeling helpless or, you know, feeling like that. So I feel like I'm paying it back for, you know, for what MMA did for me, I can pay it forward or pay it back. Yeah. I actually was bullied in high school a lot. And it wasn't until like my 11th grade year I had this friend because in Utah back in like 2006, there was a huge migration of Californians that just moved to Utah. And one of my friends that was there, he was an MS-13 from California. Wow. And he, he, I mean, straight dude as all can be, but he always talk to me and he'd always ask me like how do i look today do i look good like whatever and he found out that some kids were picking on me and so he came up to me and was like i want to know who they are so i showed him who they were or i showed him who they were because we were at lunch and so he literally walked right up to him and was like i heard you were talking shit about my friend and like he they were like well we don't know who you're talking about so he like pointed at me and they're like well we're not talking shit and he goes bullshit he was like don't fucking play with me he was like if i find out that you look at him or talk to him in any wrong way i'll fucking kill you and he pulled out his knife and he goes don't think don't think i'm joking and then walked away and ever since then i never had any problems hell yeah Hell yeah. Well, I mean, that's all, that's all it takes. And, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's all it takes is that one person doing one thing. Exactly. You know, it just takes And even now, person. like even now with just because like the homosexual world is, is very, it's still scrutinized. But even now, like I, I have a whole lot of people in my circle that I surround myself with that I know that if somebody looked at me wrong, I, I wouldn't even have to say it. it'd be over. Mm-hmm. I mean, done. Hello, my name is Boxer. 
<laughs> like and and it's just it's like I always I always think of like like when you hear these stories about people getting gay bashed and beat up I'm just like why though like I I don't understand why you let yourself be a victim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and and part of me is because I was a victim for a long time part of me like at, in one point doesn't feel any remorse but then I do at the same time cuz they don't they don't they didn't they don't have the support that I have mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've gone through a lot of bullshit, and I just don't like putting up with people's shit. Yeah. I really don't. You know? And so, it is what it is. I just really do not like putting up... You know, I I knew some people for, like, three years, and we were really good friends. I mean, they were, like, family to me. And this earlier this year, they started a whole bunch of bullshit. And, I mean, they're older than me. Mm-hmm. And by like 10, 12 years. And I'm just like, you know what? I really don't have time for this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Cut him off. And I still haven't talked to him since. Because I don't, I don't have time for bullshit. Yeah, exactly. We're all getting older in our lives. I'm getting older. And I really don't have time for people's bullshit. That's yeah. another tough thing that comes with success that I've even been talking to Aubrey about. Like um, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even the the times where me and you have, you know, have hung out and partied and not like, being able to to cut that out and now focus on bigger better things and more successful things it's it's kind of hard it's kind of bittersweet you know it's sweet because it's like i'm going somewhere and i'm you know i have ambition and i'm goal driven but it's kind of bitter cuz you lose a lot of the people along the way a lot of the people that claim you know i'm i'm with you till the end i'm family i've got you all this and you know those people kind of seem to wither away you know mm-hmm. the more you uh the more you stay on your path the more that they can't lead that path with you Exactly. You always got to surround yourself with like-minded, successful people, people who want to do something. Like, I actually hit him up the other night, and we started talking about how... Did you ever find out information on that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> yeah. So, now I want to... Because he has another podcast with another friend, and he goes through a different platform where it's like, what, 10 bucks a month? Mm-hmm. But they literally put it out on any kind of platform that they can put it on. And so that's what I'm doing. Like, I, I want to make my podcast something that I can that I can eventually live off of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, because sure. podcasts are always a thing. People love podcasts. Mm-hmm. People listen to them while they're working. I mean, because it's just something that they can listen to mm-hmm. and, and focus on. But they're still working and dealing with their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started hitting up people and I actually have a friend. I don't know how this is going to work out, but he's in Australia and he says that he would love to be, he's going to dig up his old Skype so that he can be on the podcast. And I was like, so, and I was talking to him last night and I was like, wait, wait, what time is it? And this was like at like 1130 our time. And he was like, well, it's five o'clock Saturday night at our time. And I was like, ooh, so I need to figure this out. <laughs> let me see Let me see what time we can do this po- podcast. Yeah. We might be doing this podcast at midnight. Four in the morning. Because <laughs> by the time we do it, it'll be like two days before like his, it, his time. <laughs> two days. So, but yeah, I've been trying to. <laughs> two days. <laughs> He's two days away. I know. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah crazy yeah and i i actually texted one of my other friends because he's stationed somewhere overseas and i was like happy halloween and he sends me a 
a Snapchat back and he circled November 1st on there. And I was like, okay, bitch. I was like, okay. So I sent him one and circled October 31st. and was like, it's still the next, it's still a day behind. Yeah. That's uh, my, my brother's overseas right now. Uh, he's, he's a Marine. Well, also a Marine, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's in Afghanistan. That's a whole day away. I mean, that's like a 27 hour flight just to get over there. It's crazy. Yeah. They, they make a lot of layovers for those military people i actually have a friend that's gonna be coming home soon that uh, i hit him up and he is gonna be coming on the show and so i was like okay well military you said he's a marine oh good to go yeah so i i i talk to a lot of marines yeah apparently (laughs) i'm like how many do you know (laughs) i know i know a lot yeah But yeah, I just, it's, he's planning on coming home, uh, you know, a couple of times before he's actually home home. And so I hit him up. And so he's, I told him we could do it over the phone, but he wants to do it while he's here in person. So, cause he's not really sure like what his schedule will be like. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to do it with military people cause you don't know what their schedules are going to be like. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, I just try to make my life better. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I party on the weekends, get fucked up, (laughs) (laughs) drink a whole lot, you know, do a little bit of coke, (laughs) but then Monday through Friday, I'm still just at the grind doing my job. Yeah. I just still working for the man. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people who are that way, but it's just really, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of successful people that are that way. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people do that. And, you know, I actually know a lot of fighters that even do that. You know, I mean, look at like Roy Jones Jr. I don't know if you guys know him, but, you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time. And he was notorious for, you know, partying on the weekend stuff or even John Jones. You guys ever heard of him in the UFC? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he he retained his his heavyweight title. And then the next day popped up. So he'd stayed up all night that night, popped for cocaine, all this stuff. Like he was drinking, like he literally went out to party and then fought in the main event. You know, there's a lot of successful people that do what they love because they, you know, they love what they do and, and they do it while they're partying. I don't understand that. For me, I'm like, I'll pay for this drink for the next two weeks. Like, (laughs) like I'll, I'll be paying for it. I'll fill it in my system. But other people like you, man, you, you guys can, can operate on and be able to do that. Well, John Jones is a freak animal. He's a, he's a he's freak. Yeah, he's he's a freak in nature, man. That guy's built for it. No, I got drunk last night on Halloween, and I was just like, "What are you talking about? The whole month is Halloween." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Well, apparently for your friends, it's still in November." So, <laughs> but no, I mean, I was super drunk, and then. Um, I got up this morning and I was just like, you know, when you have those mornings where you're just like, ah, I don't even want to roll out of bed, mm-hmm. but you're up <laughs> and you're awake. Yeah. <laughs> that was me this morning. And then the day just dragged all day long. I was like, fuck. You know, it seems like you and Aubrey had a pretty similar Ooh. night plus morning. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Yesterday, me and my friends, we went out to... We were just getting ready at our friend's house. We weren't even at the party yet. We were not even functioning. But we got drunk a little bit too quick. We couldn't even go to the party. 
long story short i went outside just to throw up by myself have a little moment and the next thing i know i'm getting my ass beat she drags me by the hair she kicks me in the face for what because we were at her baby daddy's house so it looked like they're just a bunch of bitches at his house and she was not happy about that I still don't even know who it is. (laughs) It was so crazy, but I thought my nose was broken. So my dramatic ass, I went to the hospital. It's not broken. It's just super swollen. (sighs) It's awful. That sounds tough. It was awful. That sounds rough. (laughs) No, boxers over here fucking people up for a living, and I cannot fight whatsoever. I could not defend myself. Did you at least get one hit in? No. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even stand up. Like, I couldn't see. I didn't even know what the fuck happened. So you were just getting beat the fuck up and Mm -hmm. just... Yeah, I walk in the house. And nobody was like defending you? No, they were all inside. They didn't even know what happened. They didn't even know I left the house. I was not even outside like 30 seconds. Hmm. I get up. I'm like, I just got my ass beat. I don't know what happened. And nobody knew who it was. And then some dude like ran outside and came back and was like, oh, that's my baby mama. I'm like well what the fuck are you doing (laughs) i just met you today dog like i do not deserve this (laughs) 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 so yeah i was sad i woke up my bones hurt but Mm. it's lit round two (laughs) 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 that was crazy that was crazy that was your halloween yeah how, what was you? What did you do? Yeah, oh, you? I took my little kids. Uh, I where took were my. Where you? Uh, your lady was getting beat up. <laughs> oh, I was. I was with my kids, man. All right. I uh, I took them throughout their uh, their grandma's neighborhood trick or treating and stuff, and because there's this place called the uh, there's this place called the Dollar House. Have you guys ever heard of that place? So there's three houses over by my place in Harriman. Well, well here in Harriman, but um, there's three houses up in the neighborhood, like in Rosecrest or whatever. One of them is a walkthrough house. Every year they don't serve out candy or anything, but you can walk through. And it's like a mini haunted house. It's actually pretty cool. But you just have to know how to get there. It's like on Silver Saddle Way. Silver Saddle Way or something like that. There's also this other place that uh, it's like at the the end of the road up towards uh, up towards the mines. I mean, it's right by my house or whatever. But it's like this end of the – it's like only one house that's occupied. It's on a dark street or whatever. And, you know, there's an older lady there that she really loves like little kids in costumes. But for the past few years, none of the little kids come because it's a dark street. So she started like advertising to the people in her neighborhood and stuff that she gives out dollars. That first, the first year was $5, $5 each kid. She'd give like cash to them. Now it's known as the dollar house. She decorates her whole house in green with a bunch of money and fake money and stuff. And if you come to the door, she gives every kid a dollar, everybody in costume, she gives a mm-hmm. dollar. So I try to recycle my kids on that street. You know, I You're like, like, we're changing your costume. No, I, <laughs> now you I can go back because it's, it's walking distance from my house. So I'll put them in one costume. We'll come back and she knows who I am. She'll be like, okay, because she can't, she can't say no to my kids because they're, they're just little kids. She'll just keep giving them dollars. And <laughs> oh there's like no candy. There's 50 bucks. Yeah. No, <laughs> depending on just... the neighborhoods you go to, some of those neighborhoods are lit. I oh, feel yeah. like, I feel like Halloween isn't as, is, as big as it used to be. True. You know what you I know, hate? When though? I was growing up, it was like everybody was out. Right. It was like all the kids were out till like midnight. Yeah. Teenagers I mean, and stuff too, though. Like in high school too. I remember at least when I was in high school, it was a thing. Like now you people actually are arresting people for being <laughs> over the age of what thirteen and trick or treating. Really? Like, yeah. At least they ain't out doing drugs. Like. Yeah, shit. They could be partying. <laughs> I really hate though when when you go up to like doors or certain places and neighborhoods. Like when I go with my kids and you know they'd be giving out like string cheese. 
or mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, Some dumb shit. what the fuck are you doing to this holiday? <laughs> like, this, this is pure disrespect. Like, just, we I need candy. Like the, and now you have to be really careful about candy and shit that you get. Like, yeah. I remember growing up, like, people would hand out caramel apples yeah. and stuff. And But now, I mean, people put razor blades in those. Yeah. So now people don't do them. Or did you hear about the thing, like, this Halloween? Uh, somebody was talking about it. Uh, I guess it was in, in Rose Park. Somebody put... Um, what is it? It's like it's like uh, what is that date rape drug? The the liquid roofies? No, Roofing? Uh, oh, GHB, GHB. <laughs> Somebody coated a bunch of Jolly Ranchers in GHB Jeez. and gave them out to kids, and kids were sucking on these GHB Jolly Ranchers and just passing out. Like, mm, yeah, people are fucked up. That's scary. That's really scary. I mean, you have to be. People are fucked up. I think the world's always been fucked mm-hmm. up, mm. though. But now that we have social media and all this other shit, we just realize now how fucked up the world really is. Everything just got so much closer. I mean, if you think about it, a hundred years ago, New York was, you know, thousands of miles away. And, you know, I could get on my phone right now and look at New York. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's five inches away. You know, it's like everything just got closer. Satellite images. You yeah. can literally see the satellite views and see yeah. the buildings and I mean, the streets. Even as creepy as it is thinking about like Google Earth, you can have like a street view and you can just like walk down streets on the, on your computer. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. <laughs> Terminator's like, coming, lives here. <laughs> coming alive. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no. Yeah. Technology will definitely surpass humanity, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? Do, do we? I think we talked about it. Like Google had those two robots that they had to shut down because I guess they started. They had created two robots, and I guess they started making their own language and talking to each other. That is terrifying. And so when Google found that out, they would like decommissioned those robots. I mean, that's literally Skynet, right? That's that's the Terminator <laughs> like, coming that's to why, life. That's why everybody's like, there's literally movies on why you should not make robots. Yeah, but they <laughs> they keep making them like. It's all these people are like MIT and stuff, and I get wanting to, you know, be the first to discover something, but man, we're gonna put ourselves out of out of business, man. We're like gonna a make lot of this extinct. technology that you see, like microwaves and fridges and all this other shit. It's like the precision that they have to fit it in the slot that it's made for. Yeah, I was like, and and you get that you you understand that machines are the ones that are building these things. They're the ones that are cutting it, folding it, making it the way it machines is. Machines making machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. Terminator. <laughs> I want to go see the new one. That does look pretty good. Because that's the original Sarah Connor in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, mean, yeah. I thought she died. Like. God knows what the actress's <laughs> name is. I just know that she's Sarah Connor. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, that's crazy. I mean, even think of like, hey, Siri. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that you could be in a room full of iPhones and you say, hey, Siri... And five different versions of of just that program come to life. Mm-hmm. You know, they wake up and they're able to interact with you. Like, you know, everyone posted on Facebook lately that, uh, you know, everyone asked Siri what you want, what you should be for Halloween and then post in the comments. And like, it's a different thing every time. I mean, to me, that just looks like a program thinking for itself, you know, being unique and stuff. And that's just scary as hell to me, man. That's Or that's like terrifying. you can tell Siri to read you a poem and he'll read you a poem. Really? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, Siri, do you love me? No. <laughs> I don't know you like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you like that. Or he'll for three years. Well, it's funny because... You're a $1,000 phone. <laughs> with that whole like Alexa thing, uh, when Alexa was 
Like that one woman was like, "Hey, Alexa." Oh, it turns <laughs> off. That is terrifying. <laughs> Do you work for the CIA? Oh, let's ask her. Oh, hey, Alexa. Good. Do you work for the CIA? No, I work for Amazon. <laughs> She's See? a liar. See, She's before, a liar. <laughs> before that, before that, uh, before she Alexa started saying that. Um, there was a video going around on YouTube where it asked if uh, she worked for the CIA. Yeah, I remember seeing something like and it, that. And it like circled around and then it would shut off. Really? Mm-hmm. That's and now, terrifying. And now every time I ask Siri if he works for the CIA, his response every time, who, me? Uh, <laughs> that's terrifying. Again, <laughs> I mean, that goes back to like, uh, you guys remember when Edward Snowden... You guys remember when he was like the whistleblower on mm, on all oh, yeah. the the stuff? How they can look through, right, and they still everything. want him. Yeah, and they're still like, and Russia is still protecting him. That's crazy to me. I mean, the fact like the fact that any anything at any he's time, he's probably over there in Russia giving all our secrets away. Oh, you know he is. You know he's sitting. You sit <laughs> wealthy he's sitting, too. He's oh yeah, sitting he's sitting wealthy. fat in Russia. He's right teaching now. them how to look through their people's shit, and he's just, <laughs> making, and he's just making tons of money. Oh yeah, he definitely is. You oh, yeah. know it. You know it. Did you ever see that movie about? It's called Snowden. Yeah, with uh, what is that guy's name? The uh, same guy in Don John. I think it was. Um, he has three names. Yeah, yeah. Um, William, uh, Jason Gordon Levitt. Yeah, jo- just Gordon Joseph Gordon. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, Gordon Levitt. Yeah, he's in it. You ever seen that movie with him uh, and Seth Rogen? Fifty Fifty. Oh when yeah, his cancer. Yeah, when he gets cancer, that is like the sweetest, funniest movie in the world. I like him in Third Rock from the Sun. I've never seen that. Oh, it's a is great that pretty show. good? Yeah, I like him in Don John too because he's honestly just a cocky douchebag, just like me. <laughs> I think he also played in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You with um, what's that? What's the dude who died who played Joker? What's his name? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's isn't he like the the brother? The brother. Or yeah, the younger yeah. brother. And that's when uh, Heath Ledger's uh, going after that one girl that. Kind of looks like Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's being paid to do it. And then doesn't he sing the Jenny's got a gun or yeah. something like that? <laughs> Some shit like that, yeah. Did you ever see uh, Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah, that's where I'm getting remember? it from. That's how I remember, remember? it. We're all like, ah! Jenny's got a gun. She's got a gun. Get down, get down. <laughs> the cops, cops are all one. tasing her. <laughs> Or when yeah. she's like sitting there trying to masturbate with her fucking yeah. uh, dildo, and everybody was walking in her room. The priest, all the kids, yeah. the school children. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh you know what? An uh, old movie I just watched the other day. Remember a night at the Roxbury? Oh my god, that was oh, a great movie. That is such a good one, man. I forgot about. I think that. I broke the window again. <laughs> He's like, I'll just tell Dad it was you. <laughs> Corbin, did you ever see that movie? Night at the Roxbury? Yeah, of course. Who hasn't? You, you yeah. know, you know <laughs> Pamela Anderson's mom is in that. Re- which one? She's she plays the is wife that... of the husband of the rich guy of their mom. He pl- she plays their mom. Oh, she's a sweet mom. La- Lonnie Anderson is her. name. I just like how that one club owner uh, Zadir, I think his name is, mm-hmm. how he always thinks someone's touching his ass. <laughs> Who touched my ass? Hey Dewey, <laughs> you just grab my ass. It's like no, sir. From here, it's physically impossible. <laughs> He's like, I know you got tricks. <laughs> Did you just grab my ass? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the phone with him. He's like, you just grabbed my ass? Oh my <laughs> I should start saying that to people. Did you just grab my ass? Oh, you, you know what I actually just with learned your eyes? tonight? <laughs> so I've taken out Aubrey a few times, but I just learned something tonight. 
that she is like super shy in public and i have a pretty loud voice you know I'm, i got a like deeper oh voice so gosh. i like project pretty well and she'll get embarrassed if i say something like goofy and she's like oh your voice is so loud stop it so man i'm in the middle of the restaurant yelling such inappropriate shit <laughs> it was pissing me off it's <laughs> like okay i'm going to the car i started yelling like i just leaned back and i'm like i'm not gonna have sex with you here in the bathroom and, like everyone's looking at us she's like stop it i'm leaving i'm we leaving we had a nice <laughs> restaurant too with classy people hey did you guys know you guys have been to squatters right no the squatters yeah downtown mm -hmm. yeah do you know they have an upstairs um no i didn't it's like three I was, floors yeah it's three floors i was completely unaware that they like the upstairs is actually fine dining so you know the bottom has like the bar and stuff and if you go upstairs it's called the loft i don't think it's always open but man that's they really a, nice do they have a balcony i yeah, think, I've, I think I've seen a balcony when i was there before they, ha they have a balcony like in the back right yeah something like that yeah but but the upstairs dude is like so the vibe is so different from downstairs hmm. it's like super nice fine dining and then the top top there was somebody that rented out the whole thing. It was Cash Valley or whatever, but but up at the top they had like champagne and stuff. And mm -hmm. Do you have they any had wine, tablecloth. <laughs> Only you the had, ones I you brought. You, I know you had some here one time. <laughs> <laughs> if I show you where it's at, it'd be gone too fast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised I, you got through that. Crazy. I think we need some more some more tea in here. <laughs> <laughs> He wants down to a whole bottle of Sailor Jerry um, just, when he came over for a party. I'm Jesus actually Christ. not surprised. I'm pretty okay. sure the first night I met you, <laughs> we downed like three bottles of Black Velvet. Okay. And so listen what happened. So my best friend, the blonde, the one that you met at yeah. that party. Mm -hmm. And so, that was the first one I, I met. Yeah. Okay. So she was, we were all here and... um. She was wanting to go home or whatever, but I don't know what happened. There was drama that happened. I got mad. She got mad. So I literally got a, a, a Uber ride home, and well, he got me an Uber ride home, mm -hmm. and I lived all the way in North Salt Lake, mm -hmm. and so I so I the Uber drops me off, and I think I'm home, right? <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm looking in the neighborhood, and I was like, "This is not my fucking house. Like, where the fuck am oh I?" And I didn't have my phone, no nothing. I didn't know where the fuck I was at. So, no shoes? No shoes. My <laughs> shoes were here. Everything was here. My phone was here. Oh my, my car, gosh. everything. And um, I was just like, I, I was done. And, and he literally, the Uber driver dropped me off like two miles away from my house. Wow. Uh, it, it gets longer every time you hear that. You say that story. Yeah, no, I know those stories too. I know those stories too where it's it like started off like, as like 30 yards. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was legit like two miles away from my house. It was so, like three blocks. That's like, no, a, you know, when your it grandparents. It really wasn't. It took me like three hours to get home. You know when your Aww. parents tell you the stories about how they used to walk to school? Yeah. And it sounds like they just ways. went through the fucking like desert Struggle, just to get yeah. to school. You know, there's five feet of snow and well like it was not that bad i saw i actually saw a meme and i think i still have it on my phone but i saw a meme where it was like um this is apparently this is how our parents used to walk to school and it shows like the top oh, of mount yeah. everest yeah. and all the snow oh my God. <laughs> but I, I gotta be honest now that i have kids i'm definitely gonna tell those fucking stories you know what i mean because i have stories of when i you know walked to school when it was snowing but dude by the time my kids are 10 and they complain about walking to school that's going to be a five-mile trek and three feet of snow. Fucking, like, I'm definitely going to exaggerate. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, is, like, in Utah, because even, even now, like, with my job, people ask where I'm at, and I tell them, and 
we start talking about it and I was and they start talking about oh the snow here is so bad and I was like <laughs> and they're like and every time it starts to snow um they shut everything down and I'm just like bitch not here mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like our snow trucks our our snow plows are literally dump trucks and I was like the second it starts to snow they are fucking out mm-hmm. that's something I do want to ask you about just because I'm not from Utah you know I didn't really grow up here a whole lot or anything but being such a religious state and being like openly gay was did you grow up here in Utah? Uh, I did, and then the second I turned eighteen, I was gone. So was it? I I got with a sugar was daddy, and oh hell yeah! <laughs> how was how was that in Utah? Like growing up, like like especially because um, this is one of the most. I mean, I love Utah. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's just one of the most religious religious press states I've ever been in. So I didn't grow up. So I have a brother, and then I ha- we have a half brother. We like to tell him he's adopted. <laughs> I was looking at him one day. I was like, you don't look like any of us. Oh, so no. You're adopted. <laughs> and then he got all booty hurt and started crying. But, um, <laughs> but, but I was just like, um, like I didn't grow up with my, my brothers or anything. And I wasn't really close with my dad or his family. My dad was a really bad alcoholic growing up or like when we were growing up. And he was always out of town working. Okay. And so I grew up with my mom. And um then um I just so for me my mom married her second husband and her second husband was a big wig for U-Haul. So we moved around a lot. Okay. And um I I grew up just even with him just being called names all the time. Wow. From the time I was six years old until I beat the fuck out of him in ninth grade. Oh. And so um, I was literally just it, it, like his his parents, I still consider my grandparents because they were married for a majority of my life growing up. Mm-hmm. So I'll still call them even though they've been divorced since 2007. Oh, yeah. And so almost 10 or just over 10 years. And I'll still call them and be like, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa. I'll still go see them, whatever. So because I didn't really know my mom's family, like my mom's parents, I didn't know. And my dad's parents, I barely knew, but I, I knew them. And but it wasn't really like a relationship of grandparents and grandchildren for me and them. So I was always raised with my mom. And then I came in after I turned 18 um, I got some money in my life, inheritance, and from the tribe. And then um, I met my sugar daddy, and I started just living all over the place. Hell yeah. And so uh, I've only been back in Utah since the year 2014. Okay. And it's just been shitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh I did the military. What are you about? You met me. Well, yeah, of course. That's the but... fucking best thing that can happen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I did the military for a little bit, and then that didn't work out. And then, I mean, so I've just, i kind of been doing my own thing, but I've been in Utah since 2014, so that's, what, like six years, I mm-hmm. think? That's insane that that's six years now. God damn, yeah, I'm getting like old. a couple years ago. <laughs> I'm only 25, so... Me too. (laughs) 25 for the sixth time. (laughs) (laughs) But just thinking, like, 
I don't know, dude. It's it's fucking crazy. Like there's like of age people now that were born in 2000. That fucks with my head. That's crazy. So like they're one of my of friends age. and they're, I, they're we fucking were, legal. One of my <laughs> friends and I, we were driving to work one day, and you know what? The the kids nowadays they do not look their age. They no, really my god. Don't. So we were driving. It was like early in the morning. It was probably like eight o'clock, and we were driving on the road, and we look at this dude driving next to us, and we were like, oh. He's fine as fuck. <laughs> we were like, get up a little bit closer. Oh Let's look at him. He pulls into the high school at Bingham. And oh. we're like, okay, so. <laughs> See, that's the fucked up thing, man. Like, Here we are, fucking. <laughs> even last. Uh, being creeps. <laughs> even when I met you. Do you remember when I met you? Uh, that that I'm, I came with that girl, right? The redheaded girl mm. or whatever. And she was a stripper or whatever. That was like when I met you a couple years ago. So the reason I stopped talking to that girl is like, that was the first date that we had because me and Ben lived together and we were best friends at the time and whatever. And, you know, he's like, hey, man, why don't you bring that girl that you've been talking to to this party, right? And you know, we met her at a strip club. So I was like, yeah, of course, you know, whatever. We show up. Turns out the girl was 16, like 16 years old. And we're like, how'd you get this job? She's like, oh, my uncle's the owner of the strip club. So, oh, that is so creepy. Holy shit. And he's like, yeah. And like, obviously I had to investigate. I'm like, Tell me how this, you know, your uncle, is he the creepy uncle? So, oh, pretty much I just told him that I wanted money. He said that I could work for him. And I started off like, you know, just like serving drinks. And because here in Utah, you can't have alcoholic drinks at the, you know, the touching VIP stuff, you know, like it's only like energy drinks that they serve, you know? And so she started off serving drinks and her uncle was like, hey, you got a good body. I'll put you up there. And 16 that is just, so uh, creepy is like, that not crazy hey. and then she was like she was like but it's cool we can still talk he's gonna and I was have like, a nef nah. son <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was like that is so creepy and wrong but man that happens all the time that's why like i can't trust house parties and stuff like that you know like you have these these girls guys whoever the fuck it is that they look 21 i mean when i was 13 the fuck the way that we look we looked we were like 13. kids yeah. like we looked, we looked like, like we were kids. 13 yeah we looked like the kids who did the xd for the smiley face and we said raw and we were some weird ass fucking kids you know like we were fucking kids but nowadays man it's it's fucking crazy you know there's i mean half the club is packed with people that are underage oh guess what you know what i slept with this dude a couple years ago and Uh-oh. i feel like he must have been 16 or 17 oh why i i don't know he just cuz he, he lasted 2 seconds well, no no actually he didn't <laughs> uh, he claimed he was 18 and a virgin and so we started fucking around and i was like are you sure you're a virgin you fucking liar and i was like because you know how to handle that like <laughs> you, you know how you know you seem like you know what you're doing he was like yeah i've never done this before but i just i feel like he may have been underage but then he had he told me he had two jobs and I was like, a, a day job and a night job. And I was like, okay, well, no 18-year-old is going to yeah. have those. Oh, absolutely not. Or Straight no underage school? kid is going to have those. Yeah. But then he could have been lying. And I was just well, like, actually, ah, no underage like, you know kid. I, I mean, when I, was, when I was 16, I had two jobs. You know what I mean? Like, Because I didn't have shit else to do. You know, I wasn't going to school or anything like that. So I'd work at Wendy's and KFC. You know what I mean? I had two jobs. But I totally fucking lied about it. If I went to a party, I was 19. And I sold cars in the day. KFC. And I fucking, you know what I mean? Like, like I mean... Underage kids I definitely love KFC. Oh, please never eat there. After working there, I worked at KFC. Yeah, after working there, I worked at KFC. Okay, don't tell Yay. us because don't spoil it. Oh, <laughs> All I'm saying is mashed potatoes and, and piss. 
<laughs> it was awful, man. I actually like KFC more after working there. Really? Which one did you work at? I worked at the uh, Tom and Clone out in 90th and. Uh, okay, not everybody's oh, from okay. Glendale and can work at the ghetto. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. not. <laughs> I'm not even from Glendale. <laughs> I do look like a Glendale guy, though. I give you that one. <laughs> yeah, when you said you were from Harriman, I was like thinking to myself at work. Well, I mean, I'm from Harriman. Yeah, when I pulled up to his house, I'm, I was I'm like, honestly farmland. the weirdest person, you know, because like. I, the style that I, was I like, have, he's tattoos. Brown. What is he doing out there? Yeah, and I'm brown, but <laughs> man, I listen. I listen to more country than anything else. <clears throat> oh, I love country music. Yeah, I was yeah. so fucked up at country fan fest. <laughs> so we went to country fan fest. I started drinking at like four when I got there, and uh, started doing some blow. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the main event, which was Luke Combs, came on, mm-hmm. oh, I was I was smashed, and I. Literally, we only saw like ten minutes of the concert, and then we left. <laughs> you know, I can't. I, I have a hard time getting getting super drunk at concerts just because of the shit that happens at concerts. Mm-hmm. You know, like that Jason Aldean concert in Vegas. That well, crazy clearly shit you happened. ain't been partying with the wrong right people. <laughs> I party with you. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you get me. You know drunk what was so time. crazy though is we were actually go- planning on going to Jason Aldean that year. Really. But because because uh, we had gotten so we were trying to decide me my best friend and a couple of other friends we were trying to decide if we wanted to go to Vegas for Jason Aldean because we missed his concert while he was here. But then Florida Georgia Line was coming. Oh, I hate them. And so we were like, okay, so what do we do? Like, do we go? Because he was playing in Vegas the same weekend that Florida Georgia Line was. Mm -hmm. So we were like, do we go to? Florida Georgia Line, or do we go to Vegas? So we had originally planned on going to Vegas. And then we were just like, you know what? That's just too much money. We don't have the funds. Mm -hmm. Let's just fuck it and go to fucking Florida Georgia Line. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. And then, like, the next day, all of a sudden, the news came out and fucking all that shooting happened. And, like, what was it? 30 something people died. And we were like, it was like 100. Yeah, it was. We were like, it was a pretty good amount of people. We were like, holy fuck. Like, that could have been us. Like, we were literally planning on going. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that stopped us was we didn't have the funds. Yeah. Nobody had all the funds to go. I mean, it was, yeah. It's fucking, it's crazy. I mean, you even heard about, like, uh, when that movie. This recent movie, The Joker, when that came out, I mean, they had tons of security and all these places opening night and stuff. And that was just from when The Dark Knight came out. Remember those people that came in with tear gas? They came into the movie theater dressed as Batman with tear gas to The Dark Knight, the one with Heath Ledger, and just started tear gas in the crowds. Well, I mean, mean, even in in Aurora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, so after that happened, I literally, because I was living in Colorado, and then like a year later, that's when that happened. And I literally, in, in Aurora, I lived probably like two blocks away from that movie theater. Mm-hmm. You lived in Aurora? Mm-hmm. You know, I just got back from Denver a little bit ago. I actually lived off of Colfax. Holy oh. shit, the clubs out there are so dope. <laughs> no, for real. I'm not even lying. I can't remember what it's called. Denver? You yeah, said? Denver, yeah. Okay, the so, clubs I, out there so I lived insane. in Aurora, but then when I first moved out there, I lived in Denver right by the 16th Street Mall. Okay, and so like downtown? Six, yeah, so the 16th Street Mall, if you've never been to Denver, is really a really big like strip mm-hmm. of, of mall. Yeah. And literally it's so long that they have shuttles that go from one end yeah, to the is. other. Do you remember that club? I, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like Dorchester's Dorchester's or, or something like that. I don't know. 
Man, we went that, to Crocs a lot. That club was that club was crazy because that club, not even lying, it, it it has on the top floor it has fountains, like Ooh. little like angels spitting out water into a pool. It's fucking insane, it's and it's in the middle of the club. I'm like, drunk people have to fall into this because the fucking gates maybe knee high, and it's a whole pond. I think they got fish in that shit. I don't know. It's crazy though. <laughs> it's fish. It's fucking Koi wild. Pond. Have you ever been to Lakai? I have not. Have you been to Lakai? Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. It's gone really downhill lately, though. The original owners, they went like bankrupt and killed themselves. Oh, yeah, it was a murder-suicide. What? I thought it was just a suicide. That's no, that, it was a murder-suicide. That's that nice-ass so restaurant, right? So he killed the wife. But they both had notes. No, look it up. It's a murder-suicide. He killed Google the wife <laughs> and then and then uh, killed himself. That's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, they were not doing too good, and then they fucking just went downhill, and yeah, it was crazy. That's insane. That's isn't it supposed to be like a nice restaurant? It's super high like, class. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, like I took my mom there for her birthday one year, and just between me and her, I spent like eight hundred and fifty bucks. Oh yeah, absolutely not. No, but I'm that's <laughs> that's not I'm even good, the most man. I've spent. Like one of my really good friends in California. They own a restaurant in Beverly Hills, and I literally spent, well, it wasn't my money, so I didn't care, (laughs) but it was the the tab, the when they brought the check, it was like, I think, 1,800 bucks just for me and the sugar daddy. Where at? See, I've... In Beverly Hills. It's a restaurant. Beverly Hills. That's That's where where I want to be. (laughs) Now, see, the most I've I've ever racked up is probably... When I was stationed in Camp Pendleton, California, and this was when I was fresh in the Marine Corps, I barely just turned 18 because I joined at 17. Barely turned 18. I forgot you were that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, then, no wonder why you're so fine looking. Look at you. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm fine <laughs> as fuck. I'm scared. Oh my God. But no, we, uh, what we used to do on the weekends, you know, we get a we get you know weekend libo and we'd go down to, to LA. You know, we get a, a hotel down there and we didn't have to be back till formation on Sunday. So we'd have like a, a good two nights, you know. And so we went down to the strip club. And I was 18, never been to a strip club in my life. I'd been 18 for maybe three months. And I was so convinced that the stripper was really in love with me. You know, she's like, she, I was so convinced that she liked me. You were about me. to marry her oh. like they all do. I embarrassed I embarrassed the hell out of I'm myself. I'm getting ready to deploy. Let's get married. Oh, facts. Facts, man. I, I spent my whole check, right? So I spent about $1,100 that one night. And then I told her, I'll come back with teddy bears and flowers for you tomorrow. Right. And I'm sure she hears that all the time. But me thinking this girl really likes me. Right. This stripper really likes me. Dude, my dumb ass showed up to the strip club with a teddy bear and flowers as she was giving someone else a lap dance. And she said, hold on, baby, I'll be with you in a second. And my dumb ass sat there for 10 minutes just waiting for her. And then she grabbed it, put it behind the bar. And she was like, so are you going to you going to buy me a dance or what? But I was like, oh, I don't have any money left. And she somehow worked out money out of my friend to pay for my dances and then i never heard from her again you're awful <laughs> i was oh man that was twelve hundred dollars just gone like that and i could have swore she liked me see nowadays i'm just like <laughs> nowadays i'm just like let me find a soldier to marry so hmm. i can get them benefits mm. <laughs> Basically, i can get them government benefits where they'll play for anything huh. that's what i'm saying man that's plastic what I, surgery included that's what i love being a veteran for is is the insurance you know what I mean? Oh, but like USAA with the VA sucks. Oh, dealing with the VA sucks ass, but you know, having the free college for my kids. Did and you know that um, Virginia just passed a law where they now are requiring um, veterans um, and the VA 
the VA Veterans of Affairs, whatever, mm-hmm. that the VA now has to pay for any medical that a veteran receives outside of the VA. Really? And I'm just Shit, like sitting here. I'm, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't sure. think I don't think that our veterans should have to wait around for months Mm-mm. before they finally kill themselves. But also to try to get medical treatment, to try to get help for therapy, PTSD, whatever yeah. the fuck they're going through. For veterans, I mean that's that's something that I, I definitely once I make a platform in my fighting career, that's something that I definitely wanna wanna speak to as veterans. Like we have a bad habit of pride. You know what I mean? I mean I had when I first came home and I'm not ashamed to admit it because of what I went through and stuff. Um you know, I had two suicide attempts that were pretty serious and stuff just because I wasn't able to deal with the stuff in my head, but I never went to the VA. Just It's just that that military pride that we have. You know, it's like I have buddies that didn't make it home. I've got buddies that have missing arms, But missing then there legs. are people that do go to the VA and they just get pushed aside like they're, they're oh, completely. just another You want to know something crazy? I actually looked, this, looked up this statistic. Do you know how much the VA makes per year, like on average? About $2 billion. Do you know how much they spend on actual veterans? Under $8 million. It's some crazy statistic like wow. that. And I'm not saying that's exact numbers, but it's something like that to where it's insane. It's insane. And like mm. they just push it so far. I mean, even now, like I've never been to the VA for any CRI or combat related injury or anything like that, but I never would just of the stories I've heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've heard of, I mean, my dad got pushed aside for 15 years. Yeah, you years. hear horror stories and you don't want to go. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, I'd rather just pay for it myself than <clears throat> sit there and wait at the VA like a, you know, like a chump and. And be betting on all this, you know, because they tell you you'll get this, you'll get this, and, you know, and you'll get a percentage because, you know, I got a, you know, I got wounds that still affect me to this day, you know, like, oh, you'll make a percentage off that then monthly. But then you feel mm. guilty because it's like, man, I, you know, I got four brothers that didn't even make it back here. I, you know, what, what kind of guy am I to go and make 200 bucks a month? You know, and it just makes you feel that like, it just makes you feel guilty. But honestly, a lot of those doctors, I think that they use that too. You know, because they want to keep that shit for themselves at the VA. Yeah. So I think they utilize that pride problem to their advantage. Well, and and doctors in general, not even in the VA, but doctors in general are like that. Like in uh, Cat, one of Cat Williams' stand-up comedies, he talks about uh, doctors, and uh, and he and it's true. He says that doctors are drug dealers just like the drug dealers. Basically. Like, they, we used to think that our doctors oh, yeah. gave a fuck about us. They don't give a fuck about us. They oh, yeah. literally, okay, let me write you out this prescription. I mean, think yeah. about Adderall. I, I was so surprised at how quick, one, I've never had ADHD in my fucking life. Or ADHD, I have. Anyway. I was on Ritalin, though, which is much worse yeah. than Adderall. Yes, yeah, see, I've never That's had crazy. that. Like, so I've literally the second I in, got off Ritalin, I got fat. Like it was like legal speed. It was legal really? math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, man. I just walked into a doctor's office. I said, "Hey, I used to be on uh, Adderall when I was younger. I want to get back onto it because now I'm in college." She's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, now I need to get nothing. back on it." And that was insane. Like th- the fact that it was that easy, and I got a big dose. I mean, I got immediate release, thirty milligrams, mm-hmm. and that shit's the shit that people get high off. I, I've got homies at parties that pay three hundred dollars for my thirty day prescription. See, and I you just need I mean? it so I can lose some weight. Because it calms you. me down. I don't get high off it. Yeah, because you actually it, have ADHD. It has the it has the effect that it needs. Because it because yeah. yeah. our brains are it, people with ADHD. Our brains are already going like this. Like you're one of the people so, who does coke and calms down. It literally, yeah, it yeah. literally will. It's like legal speed, legal mm-hmm. meth. The second we take it, it just calms us down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it's technically what dextroamphetamine is. What they call it, dextroamphetamine, which is literally two chemicals away from methamphetamine. 
Hmm. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Or even thinking crazy. about like Roxy 30s. You know, like when I got uh, when I got shot, they prescribed me Roxy 30s. And figuring out how close that was to actual heroin, like heroin addicts will choose Roxy 30s over heroin because it's a better high. Mm-hmm. And that shit was crazy, man. Like all I did was take it for maybe three weeks just to get rid of my pain because I got fucking shot in the foot. It was so much harder to get off of it. I mean, it was, I only spent three weeks on it. Were you cleaning your gun and you shot yourself? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Is that what it was? This, oh was not, this was not a Cheddar Bob situation. This was not Cheddar Bob. I feel like it may have been. I feel like you were just like sitting there cleaning it and it just bam. <laughs> no. no, actually, dude, it's, it's a pretty crazy story. I, I actually wasn't even deployed when it happened. So I had come home, right? And... um. I was having this party with an old friend. I used to live with this old friend and uh, we were having this party because I had just come home pretty recently. And uh, I, I always keep a lot of guns. I mean, you know, I always have guns on me and stuff. And and I had this 38 Special Ultralight and it was a really nice gun. So five shooters. It was really cool. You know, and uh, he was playing with it or whatever. He pulls the hammer back. And the thing about the Ultralights is that if you pull the hammer back, it's not a it's not a cowboy gun. You know, you can't reset it by pulling the trigger a little bit. And you can't do that. If you pull that trigger, it's fucking the hammer's going. You know, that round's going down range. And so he, uh, I remember just talking to his girlfriend on the couch. He's sitting across from me. And then out of nowhere, bam, big old shot. I don't know where the fuck it came from. I just remember grabbing his hand because that's where I saw the, the flash from. And I went, boom, and I fucking hit him. We fall onto the ground. I went to get up to hit him again. And my fucking, I, as soon as I got up, I just, blank, just fucking fell down. And I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, and he starts like tearing up. And I was like, I was like, did you shoot me? Did you shoot me? So I'm going like this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going like this. Everyone's fucking running out of the party except for him and his girlfriend, Robin. And so I looked down at my fucking foot. And there's a fucking hole in my foot. And I was like, oh, shit. He shot himself. I did not shoot myself. (laughs) (laughs) And it was honestly that the the worst thing about that process was because that, because he pulled the trigger, it it caused so much shit because they fucked up. And I told them not to. I said, don't call the cops. Because cops are always looking for who to a, blame, some somebody to put it on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so they came and they're like, you know, what happened, blah, blah, all stuff. And I'm like, hey, there was an accidental shot. And he automatically was like, yeah, I, I, I accidentally shot him. And so if you're a cop <laughs> and you walk into a party, there's beer everywhere. There's people running out, all this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, I accidentally shot a guy. What the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, okay, attempted murder, bitch. Let's go. You know what I mean? And so like, I'm trying to barter with them. And that was the longest fucking process because, you know, honestly, he's a fucking idiot. And, you know, my my dad and my brother beat the dog shit out of him. He paid his dues. And luckily that it didn't hit me anywhere where, you know, was vulnerable for for death or anything. But but that was the longest process just to like, because they just really wanted to hit him with... um. Because at first it was they were talking about attempted murder. Then it was about um, what is that? Uh, involuntary attempted manslaughter. Involuntary attempted manslaughter. Literally, involuntary attempted manslaughter is if I like throw up a bottle and it lands on Zach's head and he dies. That's involuntary manslaughter. So attempted, you know, like and that's like a sentence of five to fifteen years and like all this shit. And so like that was the, the and you worst know what's part so crazy is. If something like that happens, and even though you, as the party that it happened to, doesn't press charges... It's the state. The state will still go after them. And that's what was crazy. And I didn't learn that until the then. don't give a fuck. Because the I thought... like, yep, You know, I, I told guilty. the cops, I'm like, I'm not fucking pressing charges. And they're like, oh, it's not up to you now. Yeah, for I'm felonies. Like, yeah, I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? It happened to me. And they're like, oh, no, now it's if the state wants to press charges. Oh so if, they're, if the prosecutor wants to press charges, 
they fucking can. It doesn't matter what the hell I say. Hell, I was sitting on his side like, hey, it was an accident, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if the state wants to do it, they can do it. And that to me was fucking insane. Yeah. I'm the guy that got shot, and I'm telling you that I don't want to press charges. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, sit down, buddy. We're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to press charges anyways. Like, that shit was crazy to me. And that took a year, a year and a half to finally get through to where, you know, he did 90 days in jail and got out. And now he's on like four years of probation, APMP and shit. That's crazy. And, this is crazy. And it's like, I'm the guy it happened to. I thought that I would have a say in it, but man, the government has such a such a way of taking control of those situations. Oh yeah, the government don't give a it's like with it's like even with the job where I was working with him, I was dealing with HRAs. And the job that I'm working at with now, I deal with HSAs. What is that difference? Sorry, so I don't know what that is. HSAs is people who are still employed and they get a health savings account. So if you sign up with a high deductible health plan, you can you qualify for an HSA, which means they will take a certain amount of money from your paycheck and put it towards the HSA, which means you can use that for medical expenses only. And HRAs is the health reimbursement accounts, which is typically done for people who are retired. And the company will put so much money in either per month or per year mm-hmm. And they can utilize those for uh, reimbursements, depending on how the employer has it set up. They can use it for reimbursements on um, um, uh, what is it like medical expenses? uh, Like with some companies, it's only like premiums that you can use Mm -hmm. it for. Mm -hmm. They're so they're pretty much the same. The key difference is who puts the money in. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So, um. But it's it's crazy because the government, they have their hand in that, the mm-hmm. IRS. Yeah. So a lot of the times people are like, well, I don't understand why um, I can't be reimbursed for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the IRS said you can't. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> the IRS said no. Mm-hmm. Typically, normal people, once they hear that the IRS is involved mm-hmm. and that that's the reason why, they're they're more on the lines of being understanding. Yeah. And then there are people that just don't give a fuck. Like, even now, people will be like, well, I no longer am employed with that company, so I just want to close my HSA account down. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have to go through this script. You have 60 days to put these funds into another HSA qualified. Mm -hmm. And if you decide to put it in your personal bank account, you have until the end of the calendar year to utilize them on medical expenses. Mm -hmm. But you need to make sure that you save all your receipts for IRS tax purposes. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you mean by that? Okay, so the reason why we say that is because if the IRS does an audit Mm -hmm. and they find out that you have not utilized those funds on medical expenses, they will literally tax you on that money as taxable income Mm -hmm. and you will also face a 20% penalization for each amount. Yeah. And typically once we get that, it's just like, like I had one dude today that called in and was like, I want to see why my card has declined. Okay, so I see you've been spending it on non-medical reasons, <laughs> so it's declined because mm-hmm. our system finally found out that you weren't using it on medical expenses, mm-hmm. so it started putting a restriction on it. And I mean, the basic reason for that is that uh, these people are taking this money tax-free, mm-hmm. yeah. so instead of paying income tax on it, they put it into an HSA, right. or their company puts it into an HRA for them, and... Uh, 
it's put aside specifically for medical reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you could just evade taxes entirely by dumping all your money in an HSA and then using it for whatever you want. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because then it, then it's considered tax evasion. Mm-hmm. But and, and it's all and it's funny because a lot of people will try to argue the fact. Well, it's my money. Uh, it's your t- money that's not taxed. I mean, yeah. typically, <laughs> te- technically, <laughs> technically, it's it, it is your money, but it's also the IRS's money because mm-hmm. it, they didn't tax it. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> That's I was crazy. like, that's why they it, it can mm-hmm. only be used for medical expenses because they didn't tax you on it. Mm-hmm. So they are literally telling you what you can use it for. Mm-hmm. And if it's used for anything else, yeah, you'll, gonna you're, you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the IRS don't play around. They're Seriously. like the mob. <laughs> so that's why when I make it to the UFC, man, I'm just going to fucking make these millions and move to Switzerland. <laughs> Put it on a Swiss bank. Hell yeah. Oh <laughs> that's all I'm doing, man. I'm getting the hell out of here. So what is uh what is your fighting record? Have you been in many fights yet? So with Steel Fist, the company that I'm fighting through in Utah, this is my first fight with them. Uh, I have a number of fights throughout different companies, um, but as far as like my record currently, I'm six zero and one. So that's six wins, zero losses, one draw. Okay, but that's pretty much where I'm at right now. But it it differs in in every company. So it's like let's say I was pro right now and I had twenty one twenty one wins, zero losses. When I go to the UFC, I'm zero zero. Well, I mean, when you're pro, they typically carry it over, kind of like. Uh, oh no, no, they they, like, they don't it, at all. It'll it'll well, add in your record if like you look on like your actual MMA pro record. Mm-hmm. But if you look, I mean, think about Conor McGregor. You know, I mean, pretty simple fighter. When he joined the UFC, the dude was like 19 and 0, but his UFC record is only like seven and 0. But they they seven and they two. still count those. Like Ben Askren, best yes. Ben Askren was like 21 and 0 before yeah. he came to the UFC. I mean, th- those kind of fighters, they definitely carry over their record. Yeah. Amateur is much more difficult to, to track. Well, because honestly, there's so many companies and they, they go am- bankrupt every year. Amateur too, so. really doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And I mean, like some of the some of the best fighters, you know, that, that people know as undefeated fighters, they lost in their amateur you right. know, careers. Amateurs. Well, that, that's that, what you're learning. Yeah. It's just it's just your warm up for, for pro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I mean, even now being an amateur, you know, when I'm fighting other amateurs and then when I spar with my friends that are professional, it's like an completely different field i mean it's completely different just the uh the mentality or whatever and, and honestly the hardest thing to get used to is the crowd you know and now with steel fist this will be the biggest crowd that i fought in front of because you know because they have you know usually a thousand people or more that fill up the venue you know that's that's the biggest crowd that i've ever fought for but mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing to get used to is, is just the size of the crowds man it's just it, it's it's so hard because it's really easy when you know you're sparring and it's one or two people in that in that octagon you know it's just you and him and that's it but maybe, then maybe a few coaches yeah maybe you know you hear a couple of voices but they're familiar voices right you know it's, it's people that you're used to people that you're comfortable with and all this stuff and then as soon as you enter that octagon and and you're in that setting and there's just hundreds and hundreds of faces everywhere you look because you could try and focus on that guy in front of you but before the fight starts you're looking at all these other faces through the fence and you don't know any of them and there's all these voices you don't know people clapping people cheering people yelling people having weird conversations and you're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? It's just it's so weird. And especially to perform under that because you think about all the little things. You're like, holy shit, like this is weird, all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, you come up to the middle, you do your thing. And and then once once the fight starts, I mean, it takes... Dead quiet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it takes them throwing something, you know, at, at least for me. That's just my personal thing. Like, I'll be thinking about a whole lot of stuff. And then as soon as it's like, boom, my, my brain automatically goes to react. And then I'm like, okay, shit, I'm fighting. 
you know, and then everyone else kind of gets silenced out. But it takes, I mean, that whole time is just fucking, it's insane. You know who else has an awesome record right now? Hmm. Guess. I have no idea who you're going to say. Them Patriots. Though. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. All right. We're going to have to end it on that note, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> no, Niners, though. Niners ain't no two. Oh, no. Okay. No, okay. No. I mean, I'll take the Niners over the Patriots. <laughs> no. Oh, God. That Tom Brady, though. He is something else. I pick my teams based on the colors. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but for real. When you get up there, I'm gonna be. I want to be one of those people that are like right there. Like every time you, it, it, it like they take a break, you're like, okay. Oh, my cornerman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got this. Go. Yeah, I mean, cornermans have a difficult job. I've cornered a couple. You know fights, what they but... say? I'm gonna be right there in your ear. You know what they say? Either you come home a winner, or you don't come home at all. Oh yeah. I mean, just <laughs> you know. Just you know don't what? be Misha Tate's boyfriend and tell him to. Oh yeah. Or, 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 or was it Misha Tate to her boyfriend saying just coast? And he was down 0-2 on the cards. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, do you know where that, that, what you just said, do you know where that's actually derived from? And that's something that my family's super big on. It's a Spartan saying, come home with your shield or on it, which means you either win or you die trying. You know where I got that from? King of the Hill. Really? (laughs) The little Asian lady. She's like, in my country, either you come home a winner or you don't come home at all. You know, you know what you're (laughs) going to love? She was like, good luck, Peggy Hill. Or goodbye. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Do you know what you're going to love? Do you know what my walkout song is? What? Life After Love by Cher. Oh, that's my God. for real walkout song. When I walk out, it goes. <laughs> Everyone's rolling their eyes. Oh yeah, dude, that's this my favorite. Guy. Well, Do I think. You believe in life after love? <laughs> well, I like doing that because honestly, everyone has like these rock songs, rap songs. But for me, that that fucks with my opponent's head. You know what I mean? Because they'll 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 hear that song and they're like, oh, it's a joke. But they'll see me pumped up and I'm just like ready to go and stuff. And what they're like, sh- what the fuck is wrong what with this What it should dude? be is, I'm a Bobby girl in yeah. a Bobby world. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is some funny shit. So I was actually supposed to go to this fight, this one on November 22nd, but uh, I'm going to be out of town. I have a buddy I was going to go with, but uh, yeah, I'll be out. To which fight? Shit. The Steel Fist one. He's the one he's fighting in. Well, hey, I mean, I signed a, a multi-fight contract, so... Hey, I'll where is a, my poster at? That's what the fuck I forgot to bring. <laughs> I oh, totally he didn't even think to, about it. I forgot to bring it. No, I really did. I've got a bunch for you, though. <laughs> I've got my whole fighting bag now that I think about it right there, huh? I brought that mm-hmm. shit in, didn't I? I need to get... You know what I need to get? I need to get a canvas painting of you just like... So Ooh, I like some hang it up in my on my on my Ooh. in my living room and be like, "Yep." I we'll be like, uh, <laughs> "We'll just we'll just have Corbin paint it. Paint me like one of your French girls, you know. <laughs> paint me like Rose. <laughs> yeah, he'll just lay I'll on your just, couch, like, but I'll have on all your old 1970s couch. Oh, just like, <laughs> oh my god, that is old. Look at that. That shit's older than me. You know, you probably sit on that and hear my walkout song, huh? That like goes perfect with oh it. Life god. after love, man. <laughs> That's an old ass couch. Yeah, that is that is vintage, man. That is, I like it. That's dope. That's his dog's couch, though. Aww. Pretty much. My dogs have their own couch too. My dog is out of control. Ugh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cher is the original queen. Oh you know, Cher. Cher just never gets older, man. Never. <laughs> she don't. And she still looks the same. She has. She's like uh, who's who's that other one? She's, Dolly Parton. She's like what seventy something years old, and she mm-hmm. still looks like she's always. Have you looked. seen that YouTube yeah. video with Dolly Parton and uh, Carrie Underwood singing together? Mm-hmm. And Dolly Parton just 
out seeing Carrie Underwood, which is well, pretty course. damn near impossible well, to do. Well, I mean, Carrie Underwood though. Dolly no. Parton though. That's Dolly Parton. Yeah, but she's seventy three. Yeah, she's fucking. Those pipes only last so long. Yeah, That's them pipes. True. They're so strong. Well, look yeah. at Cher, and she's still singing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I love Cher. I was watching. Her, uh, her I was watching song? this uh, video on Twitter. And it was, I think it was TMZ or, you know, I used to do TMZ live. You did. Mm-hmm. I used cool. to be one of their commentators. So, but they, it was funny because they were outside and they seen Mariah Carey and they were like, mm-hmm. Mariah, 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 let me ask you a question. You know how she is when it comes mm-hmm. to paparazzi. She Ugh. can't stand them. And so she stops and she's like, what's up? And they're like, who out of anybody in the world do you think would be qualified to sing at your wedding? And she goes, fucking nobody oh and walks away (laughs) (laughs) i feel like if she used to get married she would sing at her own wedding oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah that'd be the whole wedding you don't even know where the groom is it's just her singing (laughs) that'd be crazy talking about all i want for christmas (laughs) (laughs) you know who i really like nowadays man i really fuck with this guy kane brown Somewhere. He I've, sounds I've, like Dakota. Fuck with where's Brown, where's Dakota at? Yeah, my uh, my brother in law looks just like him. He's he probably does. a handsome if, ass if fucking dude. If he just put man. on some tattoos, he could go to the concert and probably get pulled up on stage. <laughs> Holy shit, man! I, I like Kane Brown, dude, because he's like. And then when he when his friend when his friend does this does this little pose, <laughs> looks just <laughs> like him. I'm just <laughs> like, Ew. wait, let me see that pose one more time. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, yep. Yeah. And I actually, did you see that thing I, I tagged him in on Facebook? Mm-mm. It was like Kane Brown had a seek, had a baby in secret or whatever that nobody knew about or whatever. And it shows him and the wife and they have the baby. And I was like, Dakota! <laughs> I was like, when did you have this baby? You, you didn't tell her. me this! <laughs> That's awesome. And Jordan's like, he does not look like Kane Brown. And Dakota's like... Uh, you're the only one that thinks that I don't. So obviously you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He looks just like him. It's I so can't. crazy. I love Kane Brown, man. Cause he like, I feel like he represents for the people that are like, they look like fuck boys, but they listen to like some good country. And that's pretty much my whole fucking vibe. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's pretty much my whole fucking life. You know what's crazy though for me? I won't listen to country a whole lot during the wintertime. I like country more during the summertime. Because mm-hmm. it, it feels just so... Yo, me too. During the I summertime, summertime the I'm beer. all hip-hop. I'm like summertime mm-hmm. songs, getting crazy, whatever. But during the wintertime, I like those really sad songs. Especially when it's like a, it's always gloomy, right? Yeah. It's snowing and stuff. All I want to hear is some sad shit. Like, let me listen to some Jason Aldean. My wife just left me. And then I'll come home and tell Aubrey, like, why are you fucking cheating on me? Even though she's not cheating on me. You know what I mean? I'll just make up a situation. Uh, I've been listening uh, to this song all day. What the fuck are you doing? Boxer will tell me and I'll be like, listen, bitch. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a bitch. You gotta go. You dead. Never. I love it, man. But honestly, I love country all year, man. But I like I like older country. I mean, I like some of the new what country I- artists, but 90s country, is they don't get more golden than that. You know, King George, man. George Strait is... It's about as good as one of my favorite old old country singers is uh, Patsy Cline. Mm. I love Patsy Cline. And and one of my favorite singers now, or one of my favorite songs right now, is uh, by Luke Bryan. Okay, which one? uh, Strip it down. That's a good one. I fucking (laughs) love that song. How does that start off? I don't even know how that goes. Um, I don't know, Corbin. 
play it. Play, <laughs> hit that play shit. Some, hit that shit, man. Hit that shit. Hey, DJ, spin that. <laughs> oh Let, let's, let's play let's, some Luke Bryan. There it is. That's what, yeah. we, that's, that's what we want right there. Let's drink some whiskey to that. Mm-hmm. That's a whiskey song. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, man, that's just that's just baby making music, man. That's sexy shit. He's just got a sexy voice. Now you're gonna hear us take off our clothes. Oh my god, <laughs> macaroni noise. <laughs> <laughs> the macaroni comes out. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, man. Strip it down. Yeah, I like that one, man. That's a good one. You know what I like? Uh, <clears throat> you you got to put on a uh, Kane Brown Heaven. Tell me that ain't golden, man. I think that's his best one. That's that's well, actually, no. I think his best one is uh, Homesick. No. Yeah, I Homesick's love good, Homesick. but I don't know. I, I well, like I think Heaven, I, and uh, there's one off his new album. That I think is really really good. I can't remember, remember the name now. Is it good? Oh. It's not good as you. Good as you. Good as you. That's it, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, I like that one. I think I like Homesick just because. My profession, I'm like, I don't have a lot of free time, you know, mm-hmm. so I relate with that a lot because I'm like, I'm always going and stuff and always on the go. So for me, I'm just like, fuck, man. <laughs> I just miss being home, you know? That's a good one. Uh-huh. I don't know how, I don't know how heaven could be better than That's a good one right there. But country's That's just good. So, one very important thing that we need to discuss... Here we go. ...is the fact that we are now at 5% beer in Utah. Oh, shit. Although, as of As of midnight last night or today... It's a trick, man. Mm -hmm. It's a trick. It's not 3.2 to 5. It's 4 to 5 because they change the way they calculate it. Not only that, though, man, it's a trick. What they're doing is is right now what people don't know is that the law enforcement in Utah is actually at an all-time decline because they do have a quota to meet with tickets and stuff like that. So what's the best way? I mean, think of this. What's the best way to get people on DUIs? You up the percentage in the beer, you're going to get more DUIs. That's just what's going to happen. What does that make? I mean, for every DUI, that's an average of like $800 to $1,000 of fines that they're going to pay to the state. So you, you up, just have to be a good but DD who, like I am. But no, but, you know what DD means? Drunk, knowing, driver. drunk driver. <laughs> Designated drunk driver. But no, I mean like it's it's all a trick, man. It's all a trick to make the government money. Maybe I'm sounding like a con, conspiracy know, theorist. Crazy. Eddie but, Bravo over here. No, honestly, man, that's just the way that I think. Because I'm just like you know they're at an all time low right now, and they need up. And right now the state of Utah is in need of of money. So what's the best way to do? All right, well, let's allow 5% beer because we're going to catch all these motherfuckers that think they can handle this shit. And they're just going to be pulling over random people. And then right now, I mean, look at what they did. In the past two years, they lowered the alcohol percentage, right, to Mm 0.05. And it used to be 0.07. And then all of a sudden, they upped the beer percentage. I mean, that sounds like, I mean, that's the same reason why in in my, where I'm from in New Orleans, we got a liquor store on every fucking, on every corner. You know what I mean? We have a liquor store on every corner, and every two corners we got a gun store. 
They literally want you to get drunk and kill yourself. Well, I mean, when you're living in Nevada, I mean, you can literally walk into the Walmart and there's an aisle full of booze. Exactly. So, I mean, what are they trying to do? And like, and there ain't the thing, no liquor stores in Nevada. There's just you. It's you everywhere. Walk in there and, and get. But it. that's what it's they're trying California. to do. That's what they're trying to do in Utah. You know, so they're like, hey, let us lower the you know alcohol Same with percentage the East Coast. and let us higher the percentage of of what you can drink. And like these motherfuckers are just gonna kill themselves. You know, all the people that we don't want around because the people that we do want around don't drink. You know, or at least drink responsibly. The people that we don't want around, they'll fucking kill themselves. For the same reason but in you New know Orleans, you got that shit on every corner. At the same time, I respect our law enforcement, though. Because yes. we deal with shitty people every single day. That's the reason why they're pricks every time well, you get pulled over Well, that's the reason they're cops and we're not. We trust them to do that. And, we, like, we just the other day, like, what was the last holiday we had? What was it, Labor Day? Uh, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday? No, no, I'm not talking about Halloween, the last one. It was Labor Day, I think. Uh, yeah, Labor Day was. Don't you know uh, you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day? <laughs> and oh, so, um, I was looking at. I was on Twitter and I seen this um, post from Salt Lake City Highway Patrol, mm-hmm. and they had actually caught somebody going 120 on the highway. Holy Fuck shit! Yeah. And he was at I think like three time, three or four times over the limit. Mm. And you have to think about it like, okay, so us driving and drinking a little bit and then actually doing the speed limit is one thing. But when Mm -hmm. you have somebody that's so careless and reckless that they are drunk and they're just speeding the fuck because they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they catch them doing that. I mean, I respect them for that. Mm -hmm. I I really do. I'd say I have a different point of view looking the way that we look. I mean, even though we're different ethnicities, we're both brown, you know, um, in different in different neighborhoods like here in Utah it's very very easy to respect law enforcement it's very easy to support that blue line it really is but because you don't hear about it being you don't hear about our law enforcement abused. here being fucked up yeah you don't hear them abusing about people's but where people's I'm, rights where i'm from it's like it the fact that you two look different you could do the same two things the same shit and you'll get fucked with way worse than he'll get fucked with because they would rather him go out on the streets and be okay than have someone like you go out and say, especially like me because honestly, I'm brown. I kind of talk thuggish sometimes or I'm an idiot when I'm drunk and I got tattoos and all this shit and they're like, yo, fuck that guy. You know, even if he does the same thing. I feel like it guy. all depends on how you present yourself though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what, because because what uh, because 90% of the times if you get pulled over and you start copping an attitude... The cop is just going to give you attitude right fucking back. And you're going to get that ticket. Yeah, but at the but same time... But if you present yourself he's supposed- classy and mm-hmm. like you know what you're talking about, they're going to treat you with 100% respect. Debatable. And I, that happens to me every time. I would say debatable. At least for me and my experiences. And I'm darker than you. I, I would say me and my experiences, <laughs> but I have... You know, like, maybe this is the way I, I carry myself. I just feel like... If, if That's I'm, why I said it all depends on how you carry yourself. But I shouldn't have to change my character to appease an officer. You know, they're they're a peace officer. They're they're supposed to to be non judgmental. They're supposed to be. That's their job. That's what they signed up for. Nobody told them to sign up for that. So the fact that if I have a different personality than someone else, that shouldn't determine whether. But I that get doesn't give you the right to be a disrespectful piece of shit. Oh, not at all. But I'm saying when you get pulled over, you roll your window all the way down, right? I, I of course I do, and you're pretty respectful of all this stuff. I don't do that because of where I'm from. And the, here's the thing: is I I understand that the officer doesn't know, right? He doesn't know where I'm from or anything like that. But me, I roll it just about here. I give him that, like, and 
you don't need any more information from me than, than you're allowed to. And I'm not being an asshole. I just know my fucking rights. I'm not being a dick. I'm, not, I'm just not going to kiss your ass because I'm a human just like you are. You pulled me over. Here's my license. But Here's see, my that's where the whole thing. That's if where I did the something wrong, comes from though. Well, no, because you're not complying. No, why, I am complying. Why not? No, comply, complete, though. But here, hear me out. Hear me out. That is complying. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I'm, I'm a, I understand my rights. All I have to do is give him my license, registration. If I did something wrong, give me a ticket. If I didn't, give me a warning and, and tell me to go on my way. That's as far as we need to get, and that's be, that's being completely compliant. Now, the problem is, is when you, when somebody does that and look, there's different personalities, you know, like it is being compliant. It's just being a little more hostile. It's still compliant. It's just being like, Hey, I don't fucking like you. You know, I'm not going to kiss your ass. You're just a person just like I am. And that's just my mindset. It's still compliant. There's nothing, there's nothing that that does that's breaking the law. And that's, it's just not kissing their ass. And so their job is to be like, okay, well, look, you don't want to fuck with me. I don't want to fuck with you. So here's your ticket or here's your warning get on your way. The problem is, is when they have too much pride behind that badge and when they're like, roll your window down all the way. Well, actually that's not, you know, legally, it's, a, I don't it's have almost, to. it's almost, okay. So think of, think of it this way. If you're in the military mm-hmm. and an officer looked at you and told you to do something, are you, are you going to sit there and argue with them? Oh no. Or are you going to think in the back of your head, if I don't do what the fuck he says, I'm article 15 left and right. Oh, a hundred percent. 100%. But here's so the thing. So it's almost the same way. Like, but they don't have what? rank on me here. They don't have rank. I mean, they went to what? They went to post. But they do. They don't. Because they're law enforcement. Well, no. That doesn't... That That's that's a billet. <laughs> that's a billet, not a rank. It's a billet. Yeah. Uh, it, you know what I mean? It's a billet, not a rank. And for people that don't understand, basically what that means is that's a title. That's like saying we're a group right here, right? But he's the leader. Now, that doesn't make him higher than us or any better than us. It just means that he's the designated leader. Well, Same thing you with know, the you know, it's it's not that they're I'm better, better than, than everyone in this. Oh room. my god! <laughs> it's just billet, you know. And, and so for me, I just you know, if, I'm self-appointed. If an officer in, in the military tells me to do something, then yes, because one, they've chewed the same dirt I have. They've been through no, the they same haven't. bullshit. Officers, why do, you, why do you think NCOs don't respect officer ranks? Because you can go to college and be and oh, go sure. and sign OCS up and yeah. be yeah. OCS for sure. is something where you can go to college. And not even have to deal with all the bullshit and all the and all the deployments. But they still did more but than yeah, post. But yeah, you become a colonel. They still did more than post, though. I mean, that's be- why like, I don't respect the, butter bars. So I mean, fuck Marines, butter bars. Marines, but. Marines are a little bit different. Marines, if you call a drill sergeant, um, you have to call them by sir or ma'am. A drill instructor? A drill instructor, During boot yes. camp, yeah. They're drill because instructor, they, sergeant, whatever. Because they demand that. Yeah. But in, in boot camp, in the, in the army... If you call a drill sergeant, sir or ma'am... They say, I work for a living. Yep. Because officers don't earn their rank. Oh, 100%. Like, I ha- I went to a, a family day in uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Fort Lost in the Woods. <clears throat> yep. Yep. And I was l- there with a friend, and they were doing a roll call. And this dude showed up, because she called... She she called a name, but this dude came running up, because he thought he called... Her, uh, she... He thought she called his name mm-hmm. and his belt and his, and they were all in their class A uniforms and he, it was all tucked in at the front, but in the back, it was all untucked. Ugh. His belt was hanging down to his feet and she didn't see it at first. And it was one of them female black drill instructors mm. and them female <laughs> black ones are, they, they are no joke. That's crazy. And, uh, 
She was like, I didn't call your name. Get the fuck out of here. So the second he turned and tried to go run away, it was over. She was like, (laughs) oh, hell no. And she just was ripping him a new one. Mm -hmm. And what happened is he turned out, he he was drunk. Mm -hmm. And during family day, you're not supposed to drink alcohol or do shit that you're not supposed to be doing. Exactly. Well, he was drunk. And then he ended up, um, he ended up calling her a ma'am. Oh. Yes, ma'am. And she was, and she just lost it. She was mm-hmm. like, do I not earn my rank here? Damn. And That's she, I mean, crazy. she was just screaming in his mm-hmm. face. But I do have a lot of respect for marine drill instructors because mm-hmm. they are just some badass mofos. Yeah. Like, and they are all so fine. Just look at them. Mm. I know. All them <laughs> muscles. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I'm just like, yes, I can handle you right now. <laughs> but I can't. You can scream at me for a minute. I'll, I'll let you scream at me uh, and yell at me. <laughs> hit me a couple times. You can tell me what to do. <laughs> All right, so I just looked up a video. Just to show you, because I, I want to show you like what the mm-hmm. fuck it looks like when drill instructors are going crazy at you. Or at least what the fuck it sounds like. Because you'll have like five or six in your fucking ears. And this is Marine Corps drill instructors. You play that first one. I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Okay. Got to wait for an ad, but then here it oh, comes. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, for real. Here, let me go try and Yeah, they are definitely no joke. It's scary. Let's see if this one's it. Shut up! No, I mean, it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah, turn that up. Look! No way! From me! I scream at your face! I scream! screaming! I scream! screaming! I I mean that's that's every day too. I mean that's they, they call it thirteen well they call it twelve weeks of hell because the last week doesn't really count, but I mean that's fucking thirteen weeks of your life. And what they tell you is in the very beginning that move with speed and intensity. That's the first thing they tell you. Move everything you do, move with speed and intensity. And then announce everything at the top of your goddamn lungs. Like literally for 13 weeks, all you can do is yell at the top of your fucking lungs. I mean, even ask to go to the bathroom is a fucking thing. So you can't, the words I, me, and myself, when you go to boot camp, they don't exist. It's this recruit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're no longer like, what they're trying to do is they, they strip you of your identity and then they, they build up your an identity that works for them. You know, something like a team or whatever. So... You can never refer, there's no me, eyes, nothing like that. It's this recruit, this recruit. So if you want to go to the bathroom, it's, you have to give them the proper greeting of the day. You know, and if it's, uh, what's your last name, Corbin? Mitchley. Mitchley. So Sergeant Mitchley, right? So if I was coming up to him and I was a recruit, it's, you know, good evening, good evening, drill instructor, Sergeant Mitchley. Recruit DeLeo requests to make a head call. 
I mean, that whole fucking thing, I can barely remember it, but that whole fucking thing is just how you have to go to the bathroom. That's crazy. And then nine times out of 10, they'll tell you no. And you're just like, fuck. <laughs> but they fucking yell at you. They fucking quarter deck the shit out of you. And they find ways around, especially in the Marine Corps, man, because in Marine Corps law, a drill instructor is not allowed to hit you with a closed fist. It says absolutely nothing about an open palm or an elbow. <laughs> and they fuck you up, dude. And especially me, like... People like me, man, it's, it's hard to break me. You know, it's hard to break me down. So I'm a fucking, I'm an asshole. You know what I mean? So when they would be like, oh, do this, do that. And I'd get pissed off. I'd be getting quarter decked. Finally, I'd stand out and be like, no. Like, oh, yeah? Oh, you're, you're, you're one of those tough boys, huh? You're one of those tough guys. I mean, I ain't doing this shit. All right, come, come talk to me in the whiskey locker. And the whiskey locker is this big locker at the end of your squad bay. And they'll fucking put you in there. And then the fucking drill instructor will lock the door behind you. And you'll be like, all right, one of us is walking out. One of us is getting dragged out. You ready? You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you just fucking lose your shit, man. You're like, oh, shit. No, and then like, he'll just fucking come up to you and just fucking quick as shit wrap you up or fucking just elbow you right in there. And, you know, you're so tired from the fucking day because you've been up since 0330 and you've been fucking running miles and all this shit. You get your ass whooped pretty easily. You know, and these fucking drill instructors are just animals. They're fucking beasts. So, uh, and then female, for drill instructors, the females are too. Like, uh, Oh, fuck yeah. Listen, listen to this. is one from Paris Island. Video is five minutes. There's a specific spot. So, yeah, so, so scroll up a little bit more. A little bit more. No, no, scroll back a little bit. Oh, she starts, she starts going at him. <laughs> oh, you've heard that before. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what we call female Marines? fucked up we call them wookies oh you don't want to do that run in place she says oh yeah Man, oh when they you fucking, don't feel like doing that okay do push-ups that's what oh, they call uh that's what they call quarter decking right so when you a punishment is they make you exercise till you fucking die you know what i mean like if you're throwing up that means you're on the right track and fucking basically that's that's your punishment is you do fucking mountain climbers running in place push-ups fucking uh jumping running oh, you lose weight real quick oh, if you're a fat yeah. body in the boot camp oh, oh you come out looking because what they'll do is like skinny. they'll, they'll fucking just look at you and they'll, they'll be like hey you see that you know they'll point to a post right hey you see that post right there you see that shit okay you see this motherfucking thing over here that fucking blue car you see that shit i want you to run to that run back run back run back and he goes whoa 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 and as soon as you fucking stop they're on your ass so it's better to just fucking keep running and, and you go can't fucking die. And, it, and it's not like you can just be like, fuck you, I ain't doing that. Because huh. they will fuck you they up. Will fu- yeah, they'll they don't take give you in the fuck. fucking whiskey locker. I'm they'll beat your ass. And, and with her, with her, she was teaching just a bunch of poolies about mm-hmm. how it is to poolies be Poolies are, are people that want to join the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. but they haven't depped in yet. They oh, haven't okay. joined yet. And so, so all, just of, those, that all of those people yeah. were poolies, and they went to Paris Island to see how it's like. And she was sitting there screaming at him. And there's one point where this chick is sitting there. Um, still doing mountain climbers after she said to run in place. And she's like, just sitting there screaming at her. And she's like, I said, run in place. So then she still didn't get up and start running in place. So then she walked over to her and just started screaming right in her ear. That's crazy. And she finally got up and started running in place. And you could hear all the Marines that were recording that video laughing Uh, at the girl because they knew (laughs) that she was fucking up i'll tell you what one of the worst things is 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 during boot camp they have these things that they call recruit seconds right and it's drill instructors they count down so they'll tell you like uh let's say you're in right corbin and uh they'll tell you all right you have a recruit minute a recruit minute to take a shower and then 
you have to repeat every every number that ends with zero you have to repeat so they'll go 60 and you go 60 yeah, yeah, sir 49 40 40 like 30 29 10 5 4 3 2 1 you are and that's literally the whole fucking minute and that's it you literally have the water on and it hits you and then they're like get the fuck out and you're like fucking Damn. hell dude and then they'll tell you like all right you guys are gonna get you know a good eight hours of sleep tonight so you fucking pass out at fucking you know 2100 whatever the time is you know you, you like usually around 2100 but you pass out and they say you get eight, eight hours of sleep tonight do zero teeth zero two thirty you're fucking up and awake and they'll just fuck with you they'll be like oh you guys can go back to sleep if you want but they'll turn all the lights on they'll start shaking everybody's fucking racks they'll just start fucking with you for no reason other than just to fuck with you you know what i mean and they'll be like go back to sleep and then be like, oh, you know, fucking, you can sleep if you want. And then as soon as they see you, like, try to even lay back down, like, you motherfucker, you're gonna let your brothers die, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they'll just fuck with you. They'll flip your fucking rack. You're like, and I always slept on the top rack, man. Your ass will fall onto that cement floor so fucking hard, man. And you're so sleepy, you can't even catch yourself. You just fucking whack. And you're like, oh, shit, man. That's it's crazy. fucking. And during boot camp, you have what's called the kill zone. Oh, yeah. Which, so for the army, because that's who I did boot camp with. They had little black tape that lined where you could tow the line at. But then in in the big section in the middle of the entire bay was the drill sergeant area. Mm-hmm. You could not step in that area. And if you do, man, you're That's why they fucked. called it the kill zone. They That's even cool. seen a little tiny toe walk in there. You were fucked up. <laughs> and then it's crazy because they have this thing called Firewatch, right? So... There always has to I be. I paid everybody to do mine. Really? <laughs> we had at one point where it was just first. It was just two soldiers up every hour on the hour, and and then they would go wake up the other two soldiers mm-hmm. on the, the next hour. hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so first it was just fire guard, and then it became uh, fire guard plus company duty. Then once we started getting further into like red phase and blue phase and all the other phases, it was fire guard plus company uh, watch plus um battalion watch mm-hmm. and then the brigade duty came in place so there was literally eight soldiers up every hour on the hour and there were times where i had like three shifts and i was like ah fuck this shit all right i'll pay somebody a yeah, hundred bucks to do my shift see we never had that all we had was fire watch and there just had to be three marines or recruits there had to be three recruits up um, for and it was ours. See, in the Marines, they're not called Marines until you graduate. Yeah, until and that's that's the most. I got to be honest. All that shit is worth it for the Crucible, for the fucking EGA man. Like the Crucible is so at the end of thirteen weeks. Well, at the end of twelve weeks and twelve weeks of fucking hell. But they have this thing called the Crucible, and that's what Marine Corps boot camp is famous for. And it's a seventy-two hour period, and that's the final test. The final test to be a Marine. If you don't pass that test, you're fucked. You got to go back to first phase. Like you're done. But the Crucible, 72 hours. In that 72 hours, you have three MREs. And that's a little packed meal. And they're filled, stripped and shit. So no sweets, no anything. And those three meals have to last you for 72 hours. And that entire 72 hours, you get maybe 10 hours of sleep. And it's just hiking, fucking obstacle courses, just drilling. It's just really hard fucking shit. And then the final thing is the hike to the Reaper. And that's that's if you're a, a West Coast Marine. And the Reaper is fucking insane. I mean, it's a, it's a mountain fucking super high and i mean it's it's so steep that if you stand at the bottom of it put out your hand you can touch the dirt like it's literally that fucking steep and it's about i don't i don't know maybe like two football fields high and fucking basically you do this 
big long fucking hike i mean it's probably eight miles to the fucking to the to the bottom of the reaper and then the the chaplain comes out and he gives your your fucking platoon a blessing and then fucking they give you this fucking moto speech and they tell you you know at the top of that because the the deal is once you make it up the reaper you're a marine you get your eagle globe and anchor and they they make you a fucking marine and it's fucking insane but you go up the fucking reaper and it's it's just so intense you know it's such a beautiful fucking moment because you've been up for three days straight and you're on any i mean like you you literally have nothing but fighting spirit left mm -hmm. and so just to go through that final fucking battle and just to get up there and even as tough as you can fucking be man everyone's in tears and you're fucking crying and then they fucking come your first sergeant puts your fucking ega in your fucking hand and they're like, I mean, you're just a Marine now. And it makes all that fucking 12 weeks of shit. It just makes it so worth it. You're like, this is what the fuck it was for. And then you get treated differently. Like your drill instructors, like all of a sudden it's not you disgusting fucking thing. It's, hey, I, I, how you doing, devil dog? You know, all of a sudden you're like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, hell yeah. You Man, your dick feels like it touches the floor. It's fucking insane. See, <laughs> so my, little, my little brother, um, he's a Marine right now. And he actually went through uh, recon training too. That's what I did. BRC. Yeah, and so he's he's at first he didn't like it, but I think he's he's starting to get to that point to where he likes it. The worst part is selection. I'm sure your little brother told you that selection was fucking horrible. Yeah, so I mean, recon. I don't, know. For, I don't really see him a whole lot. If so. you guys don't know, recon is special forces. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, so army has like green berets, army rangers, rangers. marine corps has marsoc, and we have force reconnaissance. I was force reconnaissance. I still think. KG, KGB is the baddest. Uh, that Fuck there is. no, <laughs> hell no! Israeli special forces, man. Have you seen some of their training? Have you seen the through? Israeli special forces? Oh. Those motherfuckers are badass. Man. I know, but they don't compare to the Russians. So. Hey, but still to this day, Force Recon zero through twenty one, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> Them KGB. I mean, Vladimir Putin's a KGB. Seventeen one, seventeen one. That's why it explains he's running the country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Vladimir Putin don't put up with shit. Mm. Like when Obama, what was that, a few years ago when Obama would threaten to go into Syria with like 10,000 soldiers? Vladimir Putin was like, you come in here and we'll crush you. And all of a sudden he, st he pulled back and didn't go in there. <laughs> yeah, fucking, you know, if your little brother's doing recon, man, fucking, that's, that's hard shit, man. Basically, like, so after you, so basically you, you do boot camp. After boot camp, you do uh, SOI. SOI is a school of infantry. That's a, just another fucking boot camp. Then after that, you go to BRC selection. So in order to even be considered to be fucking recon, you have to go through selection process. And that can be anywhere from two weeks to like eight weeks. And it's a selection process to make sure that you can fucking hang. And then after that, you go to BRC, basic reconnaissance course. And then after you graduate that, if you're not a fucking Dorito, we call them Doritos because they're DORs. They're drop on requests. Those are the people that ring the fucking bell and they fucking quit. And in, in recon... If you say I'm done once, they don't fucking want you. You're fucking done because you have to be the best of the best. It's men in black shit, you know? So if you're a fucking Dorito, you're fucking done. But if you happen to make it through BRC, then you can go through an ARC selection, which will probably just hit the fleet right after fucking BRC. But then you can opt in for ARC. And ARC is where you get your fucking wings. That's when you start to do hey-ho and halo jumps and shit. And that shit's fucking fun, man. Jumping out of planes with a fucking mask on. And you're fucking just flying in freezing cold fucking air. It's it's fucking crazy, dude. See, in the Army, it works a little bit differently. Like, and I don't know how it works now because it's been years. But, like, when I went through, you had, um, you in even in basic training, um, the recruits could 
get a special forces contract. And, uh-huh. But you had to be basically what I don't know how they call it in the Marines, but in the army, they call it high speed. Yeah. So you literally have to be, you're like your PT scores have to be phenomenal at the top all the time. And that's when they'll offer you either a Green Beret contract, a Special Forces, Airborne, or We call them 300. So your little brother was a 300. Like, he had a a recon contract. So we call them baby recondos. And so that means he's a 300, which means he's just a perfect fucking PFT score. I mean, you have to be above average. And see, the second you you get to Ranger School, um, there was people that, I mean, started out with like 600 soldiers throughout the Army. Who literally were selected because of their PT scores. Like they were the elite. They were best. They were good. By the first day in ranger school, from 600 people, it went down to 125. Oh, yeah. And they, because they all quit. And then by the end of ranger school, by the time you are done, you are lucky if there is like eight people left out of a, out of 600 people. Oh, for sure. But I mean, those are the eight people that you want with you. I mean, my fucking class started with 78. We graduated with 13. No, just BRC, I mean, those man. are those are the badass mofos in the military. Like those but that's, are the that's people what people who... have misconstrued is that it's not the super fit people. It's not the buff guys or the guys that have been training for their whole life. It's not. It's the fucking little guy that just won't stop. He refuses yeah. to quit. And that's the guy that you'd rather have your back. It's the guy with the willpower. Exactly. Because like yeah. you could be big it's and buff and fast. Like, but what the fuck is that going to do if we get in a firefight and you get scared? I'd rather have that fucking little guy who's like, I'm right here with you, motherfucker. Like, here we go. I'd rather have him than that big, tough, scary guy because nobody's tougher than a fucking bullet. Nobody's faster or stronger than a fucking bullet. So when the rounds start fucking flying, I much prefer that fucking dude because he's going he's gonna to be there with me in the shit. You know, he's, he's going to have my back. And see, ranger units are typically really small. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching this documentary and it was about just like the special elites in the military and uh, Rangers was one of them. And they literally had a mission to go do. And it was a mission that was provided by the military itself. They were like, you have to go here and do this and do that. And you have this amount of time to do it. So the Rangers went in there and they were literally people that walked into a building Mm-hmm. unnoticed and people didn't notice that they were there and they completed their mission four hours before it was supposed to be completed that's crazy that's what uh that's what my pops was so my, my pops was an army ranger uh, an airborne ranger for a long time but here's something that not a lot of people know is uh, every every fucking every branch has their badasses right and navy's got navy seals army's got army rangers green berets uh, Marines got Marsoc. The army's recon. the army's badasses is the Rangers, though. Yeah, that's their badass. But the most badass, most elite group of all the Spence military. <laughs> no, so so it's our version of it. It's called Delta Force, and people don't really know a lot about this, but it's called Delta Force. So basically, what a Delta Force unit is, is it'll usually consist of a couple SEALs, a fucking Ranger that's had like nine fucking deployments, maybe a Marsoc guy, but it's literally the men in black of the U.S. fucking military. And it's just a small unit of about four to six fucking people. And they're just the badasses of the badasses. Like if they were sent to kill you, you were you would you never would know. Already, you would already be dead. 
and they could be in the room with you 10 minutes before you oh, yeah. even knew. Like they could be in this fucking little vicinity you with us in this podcast. You would never even they were there. Could never fucking know. I mean, they're crazy. And that's what my fucking pops was. That's why he's so fucked up in his goddamn head, man. He killed more people than AIDS, I'm pretty sure. But fucking this guy, like he was Delta Force for 21 years. And it was fucking insane. Like just hearing like, obviously he doesn't speak a whole lot about it and shit. And, you know, even me being special forces, you know, when I came out of it, I'm like, I'm a fucking badass. You know, I've done some shit and there's some shit I won't talk about. But, you know, hearing hearing the shit that that they're capable of, you know, the shit that they can do is just fucking insane, man. It's fucking insane. And the fact is that we still have Delta Force units. I mean, six of the most badass motherfuckers in the world that go out and do shit and we never hear about it. No stories, no books, no movies, no nothing. And they're doing it like right now, taking out some of the biggest leaders of human trafficking and all this shit and do it for absolutely no other reason than just to do it. Never get to talk about it, never get to say anything, but they do it. And I, I feel like as a, as a culture, as a society, we kind of tend to forget about that. But I mean, like think of it was over here. I mean, in, in the countries that they're doing this in, there's fucking crazy statistics like for females, for little girls ages three to twelve, one in three are kidnapped and sold into human trafficking. Now think of that, man. I mean, I got two little girls by myself. You know what I mean? Like, if that statistic was real here, fuck, that'd be crazy. But you know, in order for it not to be real here, we have those crazy little fucking units that are going over there and just destroying motherfuckers. You know, and they're in somebody's house, and that people those people don't even know it. I mean, they sneak in and out and they're never because here's the thing about those units that a lot of people don't know is that because they are deep, 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 you know, undercover units, we cannot take accountability for them as a government. So if they get caught in the middle of this shit, right, let's say they get caught sneaking into this fucking Taliban leader's house, killing them, right? They train them. They train them. If you get caught, you do not speak at all. You, you die know, before it. No matter how bad you are tortured, because they'll literally torture you in those can in in the training. Because if you end up getting caught, you need to know what it's like. And they they basically torture them soldiers because they want them to feel what it's going to be like. Because if that happens, you cannot speak. You cannot rat out your country. And that's what fucked me up. So when I first actually met uh, our buddy that we have, you know that we uh, Salim, you know that that we got pretty close to, I had a. A contract offer from uh is is this basically it's a it's a independent contractor basically what that is it's a it's a fucking mercenary thing you know mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a it's a contractor that goes overseas and basically what it is so let's say you're a government official here in the u.s right and you go over to fucking syria or let's say you go to to kuwait right you have to do some business over there as a government official you can't ask the u.s government to give you security it's illegal but what you can do is you can ask private contractors, people like us, you know, veterans that have been there, done that, done all that shit. And they make a lot of money doing it. Oh, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. dude, and for a three-month contract, they offered me $67,000 for three months. But the fucked up thing is, and I don't know if you've ever seen like 13 Hours, the story of Benghazi and shit like that. That's literally what it is. But it's a fucked up contract because what they don't tell you is whatever happens out there is on you. There's no ROEs, no rules of engagement, no anything. So if you get fucked, like if you get caught in a bad situation, you got to fight your way out of it, all bars off. You're just a fucking random U.S. citizen there. So they're allowed to put you in their prison. They can kill you. They can do whatever they want, torture you. But you have to accept that. And the same thing with that Delta Force unit. If you're caught, if you're compromised in any fucking way, as a U.S. government, we're just going to deny you. We never even knew you were there. 
we never even fucking like you just have to accept that and that's why i fucking denied all those contracts because i'm like shit dude my pride floss i'll get in a fucking firefight and if i happen you know when i was on deployment you know i could i could pull those rounds and have confidence in them you know all i had to go do was a fucking you know a kill report but as a private contractor you know you're fucking out there and you know you get in a firefight and it all falls down and you if that shit pops on cnn dude you're you're fucking you're done oh yeah you're done you're going to the fucking brig for the rest of your life government is really fucked up if you think like i have a friend that was in special forces and when he got out he ended up getting contracts with the cia and then i have another friend that when he got out he ended up becoming a uh employee for the dod so he works at the pentagon right now and he literally can't say or describe anything about his life because he's an employee for the Pentagon and his security clearance is so high that you would not even believe it. Like he probably knows shit mm-hmm. that not even the president knows. I will say this for anybody listening to this fucking podcast, man, if you ever meet somebody that's deployed, never ask them if they've killed somebody, please. <laughs> Please, citizens of America, stop asking that shit, man. Have you I, ever killed anybody? I hate that. I hate that. You know, like people find out, especially because a lot of my friends, which you guys know, you know, like they like to brag that we're veterans. You know, we served, we did this, you know, stuff like that. And But it is the, the most true annoying. veterans are the people that do not like to brag about it because they've seen a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is when... when and they don't want to they don't want to rehash the bullshit that they've seen. And they I have don't no, want to keep bringing it up. I have no problem saying I'm a veteran. But I have an issue with with talking about what the fuck. Like, I have if I have an intention to tell somebody about what I've done on my deployment, then I'll already have told you. If I haven't told you yet, it's because you don't need to know. I don't want to tell you. You know, that's not mm-hmm. something. And, and especially when like, man, especially even, for the snipers, they they get fucked up. Fucking hog schools, man. They literally, I mean, have to blow kids away, and they are literally. I mean, that's the first thing they see through their scopes is just brains of little kids flying everywhere because they, call it a pink they don't mist. know if they have weapons and they're running at soldiers so they got to take them out because they don't know what the fuck is going on well especially i mean even in like so we have this so so there's this place in in uh kind of on the border it's a port city in iraq it's called umkasar and there's this fucking the street down there they call rpg alley so basically what they like do there's fucking like crazy kids there i mean like the fucked up thing is as a as a marine you know, let's say you're moving with your fucking, you know, with your fire team or whatever, and there's a six-year-old that has an AK-47, and his dad has convinced him to just go out and just, you know, and just fucking lay down fire, right? As a Marine, you know, if you're leading point, what do you do? Now, you don't want to fucking take out a little kid, right? You don't want to fucking do that shit because that's fucked up. But at the same time, you got eight motherfuckers behind you. That if they don't get home because of this little kid, you've got to deliver a folded flag to their fucking mom and explain to them why you didn't do what the fuck you're supposed to do. And the thing is, people back home, you know, like back here, you know, they'll call us kid killers, baby killers, all this shit. What they don't understand is it's a fucking choice and you have to make that choice in a split fucking But they don't see the kids carrying the bombs and the weapons. Yeah, what they see is a little child. They see a dead kid on the fucking front page of national geographic or some shit and they're like oh man what the fuck are these guys doing over there but they don't see that he came out with an ak-47 and then i have to make sure that my fucking brothers get home so fuck you you know i'm gonna take that shot see the killer be killed yeah you know what i mean i'm not gonna let this be the reason that somebody i love doesn't go home to their mom and they teach kids, you that you know? in basic training 
Oh yeah. Like when I went through basic training, one of our drill sergeants and our our in infantry, all of our drill sergeants were badass mofos. Like they they were all special forces, snipers, fucking rangers. And one of our drill sergeants literally looked at us and says, "You know what? How you can tell about IEDs cuz we started learning about IEDs is if you're not sure if there's an IED right there, all you got to do if there's kids around is throw some candy over towards the eye if you believe that there's an IED there. And if they run the opposite way, you know that there's a bomb there. That's crazy. Because those little kids know because whoever it is in the background is telling them not to go into that section. Mm-hmm. So if they run the opposite way of where you throw that candy at because they all love American candy, then you know that there's a bomb over there. You know what's fucked up, and if and if you don't, and if they don't know, if they if the kids happen to not know that there is an IED over there, and They'll they get they get blown up, then that just means that that IED got taken care of. It's fucked up, but better them than us, you know. It's fucked up, but you know I don't know a fucked up little story. So when we were fucking out there, and this is really bad, and excuse me for my fucking language, but um, the kids loved us giving them candy, right? Chocolates, right? Like Kit Kats and shit like that. So we taught them that chocolate was called nigga. <laughs> we taught them that it was it was called nigga. And so what they do is every fucking day they beg like, nigga 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 nigga. We got like, all right cool, you know, we fucking we give them some shit. Well, the color black in Spanish is negro. Yeah. <laughs> but we fucked up cuz we got a new we got to change the command, right? And a new fucking first sergeant comes in. First sergeant Johnson. And he was fucking, you know, darkness, man. He's dark as Charlie Murphy, bro. It's fucked up. Darkness, everybody. Darkness. <laughs> oh so we start walking. And we'd always we'd, we'd make our patrol right by this fucking school, and that's why all the kids would come out, right? So these kids start running out. They run up to fucking. He's running point. He's a badass first sergeant. They're like nigga, 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 <laughs> and he fucking freaks out, bro. He's fucking puts up his fucking shit. He's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh man, we got we got shit duty. Have you like I don't know. If, so on deployment, right? Shit duty is uh, the way you get rid of everyone's shit everyone's poop so it gathers in these big buckets outside of their fucking porta shits right and you burn it you put oil in it and then you burn it and you stir it and it'll actually burn and go into the air and it kind of like evaporates into fucking smoke but it smells god fucking awful mm-hmm. so our punishment for two weeks was to stir the fucking shit pile man and, and it sticks on you for days it sticks in your skin you can't wash it off anything for fucking two weeks you're smelling nothing but burnt shit in your fucking nose, dude. It is horrible. It's on your hands. It's on everything. Like, oh, it's so bad. Mm. It is so bad, and especially when it's hot and sweaty and damp, and you're smelling shit in your mouth. It's like, oh my god. Well, and just like when you're so over worth there, it. one of the biggest misconceptions <laughs> is is camel spiders. Yeah, um, they actually will chase you. They chase your shadow. But the only reason why they're chasing you is because of your shadow. They, they, they're not running after you to try to attack you. They want that cool shadow. They want to be in your shadow. Well, fucked up thing is that shadow. So like, and you have to watch, you have to like check your bed for scorpions and spiders every single night before you get in there. Your shadow's like fucking 30 degrees cooler. I mean, it's insane. It's that, it's that drastic. I mean, it's like 30 to 40 degrees fucking cooler, man. And it's, and it's, and camel spiders actually make noise. Ew. They actually scream like they screech. And they mate. And when they start fucking mating, it's the creepiest thing you ever see in your life. Go ahead. Google that. Google uh, camel <laughs> spiders mating. And what they do is they connect They connect at their fucking butts. And it looks like this. A huge version. I mean, talk about three feet of just this. Ew. Do you see a picture of that? We're going to get one pulled up. Um, 
camel spiders mating, man. I mean, it's, they connect at their fucking asses, and it's just this huge fucking thing. And so they'll weird. follow you, and it, it feels like they're following you, but just like you said, it's just that the sand, the hot mm-hmm. sand during the day, it burns their legs. Mm-hmm. So they find a shadow, and when the shadow moves, they're like, motherfucker. So when they're mating, <laughs> they're like, Brrr. it's like, oh, man. I mean, that's part of, a, in the movie Aliens, mm-hmm. the thing that goes at their face. Yeah. A camel spider was was part of their... Uh, like their inspiration? Yeah, okay, part yeah, of their inspiration, sense. because it's just fucking crazy, man. These things get fucking huge, and, you know, they're actually not like pretty... They're not aggressive things or anything. They're just... They're fucking crazy. They want to cool off. <laughs> yeah, they they just want to cool off, but they're fucking scary as hell, man. I mean, yeah. something that big, and it just seems like it's following you. And those motherfuckers can run fast as hell. They can run faster than you can. So you know, you start running and shit, and they're just following you, and it's holy shit, man. Can they bite you? Like, I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not. I'm not too sure if they can. I just know that they're fucking terrifying. That's scary. But I got to be honest. I only ever saw one. <laughs> you know, like I can't say I can't say I saw a bunch mm-hmm. of them. You know, I only ever saw one of them. Yeah. Scary. But yes, yeah, scorpions for sure. Scorpions or scorpion babies too. That's what fucks you up. Is like when a mother when a mother scorpion has scorpion babies, they're, she carries like them. Yeah, Ew. and like if you squish them or if you like lay on they them, they go. <clears throat> and you'll, same with like, spiders. You'll feel yeah. all you, these little mother, things. The mother uh, female spiders will carry their babies on their back. Yeah, and if you poke it or stretch it, you just see all the spiders. Running and you'll everywhere. fucking you'll feel this weird sensation on your back, and you'll have all these red bumps. And that's from all the baby scorpions going, fucking just stinging you, man. It's like shit and it itches really bad. You're like, oh, fuck, man. It's horrible. See, I can't handle spiders, but I can handle big spiders like tarantulas. Oh, absolutely not. I love tarantulas. And they they have the most, tarantulas have the most delicate walk. You'll Mm -hmm. never feel them on you. Yeah. Hell no. And I actually had a tarantula a couple years ago crawling on me, and it was so true. Like, Mm -hmm. you cannot feel, like, you just. Spiders and snakes, man. I can't. I love snakes. I, I, I love just, snakes. I can't, man. They're Spiders so and snakes, I can't. My friend, every time I used to live with him in Marie, and every time um, he feeds a snake, he sends me a Snapchat. Oh, God. And no. his I'll first thing is, man. it's feeding time. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I just like, like, see, because he'll sit there and dangle the rat. It's just, and, and it's a huge rat. It's like probably this long. It's just like that old. And he'll uh, dangle it like this, and the snake will just sit there, and you just see it. And it's like looking at it, like and then all mode. of a sudden it's just like, bah! and it just like starts See, coiling it up. That's like this old story that because my 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 mom and her side of the family they're from I don't know if this is a Southern American story or whatever it is, but they're from Barranquilla, Colombia. And what my mom always told me is the story about a snake, right? Where the snake was talking to this man. He was like, "Hey, pick me up, pick me up, you pick me up, pick me up. I won't bite. Pick me up, pick me up." And then the guy finally gives in, picks up the snake, and the snake bite bites him, and he starts dying. It's like, why'd you bite me? And he's like, because I'm a snake. You know what I mean? Like, and that I, the the moral is supposed to be about people. You know, like people as snakes will be like, hey, you know, fuck with me, fuck with me, fuck with me. And then as soon as they fuck you over, you're like, what the fuck is your problem? They're like, well, I'm a snake. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I do is I bite. But I mean, like, I took that as like fucking don't trust snakes. <laughs> like literally, don't trust oh like the animal snake because a, a snake is gonna do what a snake does. It bites, man. Like a, a fucking snake bites. Like, I don't, I don't know anything else that a snake does. I mean, when I think about dogs, dogs play, they cuddle, they do all this. You know, like, animals do different shit. I can't think of anything else that a snake does. I mean, a snake's the only animal that doesn't have arms. Well, one of the only animals, like dry land animals, that doesn't have arms, legs, anything. I mean, it's made to just bite. That's pretty much all it can do. It can bite or it can coil up or it can... They like to cuddle. 
fuck that. It's Seen not it cuddling. Really they choke, choke you out. It's, it's crazy because I actually heard of a story kind of like that, but it was between a turtle and a scorpion. Mm-hmm. And the scorpion needed to get across the river. And the turtle was going across the river. Mm-hmm. And the scorpion was like, well, I mean, you can give me a ride across mm-hmm. the river. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, no, I can't trust you. You're a scorpion. And he goes, no, you can trust me. I'm not going to do anything. I promise. Mm-hmm. So midway across the river the scorpion stings the turtle Mm -hmm. and the turtle looks at him and says well why did you do that and the scorpion looked at the turtle and said well because i'm a scorpion and the turtle looks at him and says now we're both gonna die wow that's fucking deep now we're both gonna die god i gotta get rid of these scorpions in my life man (laughs) (laughs) i gotta get rid of these scorpions man it's crazy. It's true, though. I mean, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Insects are amazing. Yeah. I I'm, don't. I don't. I don't like. I think the most poisonous spider in the world. I think is like what is it? The brown recluse or the hobo spider yeah. or something like that. I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people think that um, uh, the camel spider's bite is is the most lethal, but it's actually literally just a tiny spider, and it well. To be honest, it's actually the uh, the daddy long leg. Yeah, but their mouths but are their too mouths tiny. But their mouths are too yeah. tiny. Mm-hmm. They can't bite anything unless they're eating. You bugs. know, is that true? I was talking about I that the other day. I was I was uh, talking with that with my sister the other Remember day about when that. Remember when we were kids and we just, just play with daddy long legs? Yeah, well, yeah like, but that that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, man, I've had so many daddy long legs in my fucking hands and shit. Like, is that really true that they're venomous? They or is that oh. something that, that we were just told and it was kind of like... Fucking, no, it's actually... Uh, just like, I Googled it. Well, I mean, just like how we were told, you know what's <laughs> fucked up that really fucked me up this past year? Google knows everything. You know how when we were growing up, our parents, when we would turn on the fucking car light and they'd say, no, turn that off. It's illegal to fucking drive with that. It has never been illegal. In I the still history think it's illegal. It no, like I know. It. So do I'm like, no, 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 for me too. But like in the history, it just makes it harder to drive. We're gonna pass a cop, and but then in, they're gonna in the pull history us over. of the fucking United States, it's never been illegal to drive with it on. But like just hearing that as a kid, I'm like, even now when when I fucking turn the light on and look for something, I'm like, hurry up, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. I'm like, I'm like, it's illegal, it's illegal, but it's it's completely legal. I mean, it's inside the car. You know what I mean? Like it's completely legal. Just like, when the, just like when just like when I go to like companies that are like this is a no smoking premises and I'm just like so if I smoke in my car that's my premises so <laughs> I can smoke in my car right like- or like uh, something that I found out through that fucking show Key and Peele that's actually valid do you know that the fucking uh, okay Jake the, the seat <laughs> do you know the seatbelt sign in a plane is actually a suggestion while the seatbelt sign is on you're allowed to move around. You're complete. It's not illegal to move around. The seatbelt sign is literally just the suggestion. Although it is illegal to, um, it is illegal to ignore a captain or flight attendant's. Uh, yeah, they tell you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's true. So you can walk around, but if they say because sit they're down, basic, you have to sit down. Yep. Yeah, they're basically the law in the sky. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Man, that'd be pretty so dope to be a fucking sit, flight attendant. If though. they tell you to sit the fuck down, you better sit the fuck down. I actually was. <laughs> uh, I was reading this story on Facebook, and it was some dude who posted it, and he was like. So I'm on a plane and I'm going somewhere. Oh yeah. And he was like, and I'm sitting in first class. And he was like, he was like, this flight attendant that we had was the shit. And he goes, this lady comes up. Well, the captain comes on and the the seatbelt sign comes on and he, mm-hmm. it says, the captain comes on and says, <clears throat> I need everybody to put their seatbelts on. Mm-hmm. So we all put our seatbelts on. And he goes, and then there's this one lady in first class that's not putting her seatbelt on. 
So the flight attendant comes up and says, hey, ma'am. Uh, and he goes, and he's this gay dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he comes up into her and he says, ma'am, you need to put your seatbelt on. The captain said to put your seatbelt on. So he walks away and she still didn't put her seatbelt on. He goes, so then he comes back up to her and he says, ma'am, mm-hmm. the captain said you need to put your seatbelt on. You need to put your seatbelt on because we're getting ready to land. Mm-hmm. And she looked at him and says, well, in my country, I'm a pr- I'm considered a princess. So I don't take orders from anybody. Yeah, fuck wow. that. And he goes, and this gay dude, I literally shit you not, looked at her and said, bitch, in my country, I'm considered a queen. So I outrank you, bitch. Hell Put yeah. your seatbelt on. Yay. You know what's fucked up, man? I totally forgot about this, but fucking. So when I went to Denver, right? And this was a couple, uh, maybe like a month ago, month or two months ago, right? I went to Denver and uh, I visited a friend up there named Brittany or whatever. And. You know, she's the homegirl from back in the day, and she flew me up pretty last minute. Man, I had been up for two days at fucking Salim's house, coked out of my mind, drunk as shit. And she was just like, hey, you want to come party? She's got a sugar daddy up there that fucking pays for all her shit, right? And she's like, oh, just come up here, blah, blah, stuff. I was like, I need me one of them again. Fuck, you're telling me, dude. But I'm like, fucking I'm just like, cool. I'm tired of getting up and working and shit. Like, I need to get me another rich man. I hop on fun. the fucking plane, and the most annoying thing that I've ever heard, and I've never had this happen in any other flight. The flight attendant that was giving out the rules was singing it. You guys ever heard that? Not singing, but I've heard people that like uh, make it their own. I like, try to add, add jokes. See, she to it she made stuff. it like a singing poem. She's like, hey, "If you want to have a good flight, you gotta do it." Or like, I was just and I'm drunk I'm as shit. Like, like okay, let me please shut the fuck up. And I I couldn't take any cocaine with me because I'm on a fucking plane. So I'm like, I mean, you could have. I was not willing. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Dude, because I already got in trouble. You were willing to put it up there? Well, no, because I, I had my gun with me, right? But I put my gun in my, my check bag. But I had all my ammo in my fucking carry-on. And you're not allowed to carry ammo or whatever. Yeah. And they fucking stripped my whole shit or whatever. So I'm already pissed off. I go to the fucking bar and like my coke is wearing off. So I'm fucking coming down. So I'm just trying to get drunk. And then I have this... I got a headache and I got this bitch singing the fucking tunes on the fucking... <laughs> hey, I was like, you know that, you that sounds like a that. frontier flight. Is that frontier? Yeah. I, you know, I think it fucking was. It was either that. It was either that or fucking. What's the other airline? Spirit. Spirit. It was probably fucking Spirit Airlines, dude. Yeah, that sounds like some real frontier shit. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. They're the ones that are like, you're flying with Sally the Doe. Yeah. They, <laughs> they do all that extra shit. Like, <laughs> oh man. No. What are we at, Corbin? Two hours, twelve minutes. Woo. Wow. All right, time to hit this Halloween party, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go at this Halloween party. One last, one last thing I think we need to get to. Uh, UFC fights tomorrow. Oh. Baddest oh. motherfucker belt on the line. You just... All right. Here comes another hour, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! All right. Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, man. The BMF belt, baby. Who are you guys going for? I think it's got to be Diaz. I don't know. Masvidal's like... He is a badass, but uh, Diaz doesn't gas out. So he'll he'll go the five rounds with them. Oh yeah, and I just feel like he's gonna get that submission win. Are you gonna watch that? I'm not I'm not buying it or anything, but I'm going to a friend's house tomorrow, and I I don't know if he's planning on buying it, but it sounds like maybe. Same thing. I'm I'm going to a friend's house, but we're we're all buying it together. Honestly, I might just if you guys want to come over to my place, shit, we'll we'll go at my place. We'll fucking buy it. (laughs) 
But I want to go for Masvidal because I've been watching him since back in the Kimbo days, dude. Well, if you're going to buy it, then I'll come over. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys just want to, like, bring a bottle of alcohol or something, I'll I'll fucking just buy it at my house. I'll bring a bottle of vodka. Yeah, I have to make an appearance at least at this uh, this friend's house. For sure. Doing, like, a a party, playing some pool. I guess I can make an appearance. But I want to go for for Masvidal just because, I mean, he's just fucking grinder. You know, I feel like... Like I, I, re- I, can make I relate with him a lot because he's Why been doing it since he was young. You know, <laughs> he's been street fighting and shit. But I just don't think that there's a, a good way for him to beat. He's not gonna. He's not gonna outpunch. He's definitely not gonna knock out Diaz. No, he and can't knock out. Diaz. And he's not gonna outpunch him at all. And if he goes to the ground with a black belt and fucking jujitsu, he's done. Jorge's good on the ground, but he ain't that fucking good. Mm. So he has to. His best bet is to, because Jorge's smart enough to not take it to the ground. Especially with a fucking Diaz brother, never do that. I mean, you, you can pin him. You can pin him against the cage, all right, and yeah. just like knees going or something. But you can't do that for five rounds. So his best bet is to outstrike him, and there's no way he's gonna knock out Diaz. So he just has to go for points. Mm-hmm. He has to go for fucking make a miss, make him pay. Make a miss, make him pay. Make a miss, make him pay. Right. And that's his fucking best bet. And you know, and you know, Diaz won't gas out either. So oh, not at all. I mean, if you're not if you're not gonna knock him out. Or try to submit him. You just need to hope that you can win, can win over the judges. And he's going to give him that Stockton slap. <laughs> he's going to give him that. You ever seen that? Mm-mm. The Diaz brothers, man. They made it because they're from Stockton, Cali, you know? Right. They make up this thing where in, in their fights, they open open hand slap their fucking opponent. It's called the Stockton slap. Like disrespectfully? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Oh, hell okay. yeah, disrespectfully. But they're fucking badasses, man. I mean, they, they fight She's like. She's like, okay, fuck me, geez. I guess. <laughs> but they fight like fucking weirdos. You know, they're like, they're lurpy, you know, whatever. But fuck, they win. And they could take a they could take a beating, man. Those Diaz brothers. They could, they can go for five rounds getting their asses kicked. And in the last 30 seconds, wrap hey, somebody up. And you know who also could fight? Not me. Hmm? Who? who? <laughs> <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot his name until now. But. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Here's the thing, man. Bruce Lee was... was the shit. You know, he, the killed, shit. he killed in one of his movies. What's his fuck? The Texas dude. <laughs> Look, he's... he's uh, Chuck What, Norris? Chuck Norris? Yes. Look, Bruce Lee is great, and he's great in his craft, but in mixed martial arts, that, that shit does not work. You know what I mean? It's just like the best boxer in the world... Like, let's say Floyd Mayweather, right? Amazing boxer. You put him in the fucking ring with someone who's got ground game, who can throw kicks, he's getting his ass kicked. Not Like, 10 times out of 10, he's getting his ass kicked. And that's the same thing with, like, what I believe with Bruce Lee. He's amazing in his craft. I mean, he made up Jeet Kune Do, you know, like, and that's fucking awesome. Or Jeet Kune Do, I don't know how to fucking say it. But, you know, he made up his own fighting style, which is dope. But you take that into the octagon, and it does not work. It just doesn't. Just like karate. You could be the fucking karate kid, the master of everything, if you take that karate shit into somebody that's going to, as soon as you start throwing those kicks or whatever, they're like, cool, bitch, let's go to the ground. You know what I mean? They're going to wrap you up in fucking three seconds. I mean, the keyword is mixed. You, exactly. need, you need to at least be uh, workable in all the crafts. It's not enough to be proficient in one. It used to be back in like 2006. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Uh, when uh, like, like Rich Franklin would go in there and like he, he knew how to. Oh, yeah. I mean, even fuck, I mean, look at Mark Schultz. You know, Mark Schultz Chuck is from Layton, Utah. You know what I mean? Like, Mark Schultz. I can't think of that is. Yeah, Mark Schultz. So he's from Layton, Utah. He was back in the, the beginning of the UFC days. And that was when there was no rules, no weight classes. You know, and that was, that was when it was just like uh, Vitor Belfort and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was back in the days where there was crotch shots, like literally in those old UFC matches. You could grab someone by their balls and and squeeze their nuts. Yeah, you know what knuckle. I mean. Yeah, bare knuckle and like all it was was you'd Get have one dude. <laughs> you'd have one dude in this corner who's two hundred fifty pounds. Yo, yo Michael Buffer, money now. 
<laughs> oh, wait, shit, huh? He does have that trademark. And this is fucking lot. This is public, man. <laughs> oh well, he can suck my dick, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. BMF belt. That's going to be a. That's a dope fucking card, man. The Rock is the one that. Uh, that put the belt up. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I think Diaz is going to take it, man. I think Diaz, honestly, this is my prediction. Like a man. Third round. <laughs> third round, he's, su- he's submitting him. Third round, oh, Nate Diaz. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah. Mm. Third round, Nate Diaz is submitting him. That's going to be attractive yeah. to watch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think- Wait till you see my fight. <laughs> how are you going to win? I'm going to just go up and oil his body up first and uh-huh. and be like mm, <laughs> i'm i'm winning get him. <laughs> you know I, I i gotta be honest i do believe in my abilities and stuff um but i don't want to end it first round i have a bad habit of just striking too early and ending my fights pretty early you know not to be cocky or anything like that but i really want to for at least my, my fan base and people that have been following me i really want to showcase my skills and showcase that i can take the fight the distance and yeah i never but been in, in the second round Second round, I'm knocking him out. I'm not going to waste my time with him. I'm not going to go to the ground with him because, honestly, my opponent's a great wrestler. I just keep giving you shit. Fuck yeah, go ahead. You're in my corner it, anyways. It, it, <laughs> You're almost, my supporter. <laughs> it's almost, It's almost. I was telling, like, on my last podcast, one of my friends, he calls me a female. And I was like, why do you Why do you call me that? And he was like, because you are like one. And I was like, why? And he's like, so, so what happened was I went and he hit me up and he was like, hey, um... What are you doing? And it was on a Saturday. And I was like, nothing. And I was hanging out with my mom. And I was supposed to hang out with her all day. Mm-hmm. So I blew my mom off. <laughs> uh-huh. And I drove all the way out to Tooele to pick him up. And so I go all, all the way out there. And we're on our way back in. Because I was like, we can go to the bar. We can do whatever you want. And so as we're on our way in, we're by the airport. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me. And he's like, so... I have another house party to go to, and um, I have to make my way over there at some point tonight. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, bless you. (laughs) And so he's like, I have to make my way over there, and I was like, okay. So I look at him, and I was like, so what you're telling me is that you needed a ride into Salt Lake and you didn't want to tell me until we were all the way in here. He was like, well, no, I was hoping that you would come with me and we could have fun together. And I was like, no, motherfucker, you you wanted a ride and you need, Hmm. that's why you hit me up. So we went to my house and I was, we were going to, I was planning on still going to the bar. Mm -hmm. So I was going to change my shirt. I change my shirt and I go out and have a smoke and I walk back in. And he's on the phone with his friend. And I'm just like, he looks at me and he goes, why do you have an attitude? And I was like, I don't have an attitude. And he was like, no, you do have an attitude. I "I don't. And he was like, the way you just said that, you haven't. So as he's on the phone, he goes, let me call you back. Hangs up so that he can argue with me about why I had an (laughs) attitude. And I was like, I don't. Now, I felt that. low key, I did have an attitude because I was always pissed off. Like, that's, that's an accurate statement, Corbin. That's fucking accurate. I do, I do. Like, what did I tell you the last time? And that's what even he- even when he's sweet, he somehow has an attitude. Yeah. Like he'll say something nice, and like if you say they'll be like. I really enjoy you as my friend. I'm like, I enjoy you too. Be like, oh, do you? Do you enjoy me though? And it's like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) So what did I say? Last time, my friend Warren, Mm -hmm. he's an upcoming uh, music musician. Yeah. 
So he went to the studio this last on the twenty sixth, this last Saturday, mm-hmm. and a week before that, a week and a half before that, he he sent me his schedule, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, so can I come with you? And he was like, well, no. And I was like, why not? What the fuck? And he was like, well, because I need to be focused. I can't be distracted. So immediately, me, I was like. So I'm a distraction on huh, your life. That's what you're saying. What? And he was like, I didn't say that. And I was like, you basically, basically just did. did. <laughs> and he was like, I did not. So then a couple of days later, he was like, a couple of days later, he was like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I immediately sent him a message because I thought about it. And I was like, unless I'm going to be a distraction oh. on your life is that is that, I don't want to be a distraction for your dreams and yeah. he was like okay shut the fuck up <laughs> and he was like you're no. just like a woman and I was like I am not <laughs> fuck you if you would keep, if you would not piss me off I wouldn't have to that question is, you that is yeah. such a fucking cop out man I hate that yeah. shit no. I hate that was just like like, why, man, why are you doing it like this? Well, like, if you didn't make me like this, and it's like, no, you can't fucking say that. Like, you're fucking irritating, and it would have happened. She tells me all the fucking time, man. But honestly, I'm, I like fucking with people, man. Like, and it's like that I with John that too. With John, I, I posted this uh, like one of those gifts that you see on Facebook a lot, and it shows this dude, and he's with his woman, mm-hmm. and she's like shopping, picking out things, and he's just like looking at it, and then he finally opens his coat pocket. Mm-hmm. Pulls out one of those big, long, uh, what are those called? The things that you put alcohol in? Oh, fuck. I know what you're talking about. What is it called? A flask. Yes. Okay. Pulls out one of those really long flasks. Mm -hmm. And so I tagged him in it. And I was like, this is like John. Whenever he asks me Mm -hmm. what I want to eat. And I'm just like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? And then he'll tell me, and I'm like, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not into that, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, you're just like a woman, and I was like, I am not. <laughs> just because you can't decide. Oh, thanks. Just because you can't decide. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. See if men understood. Seriously, that's all they have to do. You want to be. You difficult. just have to understand. Okay, boxer. I don't, I don't understand anything that we, besides that we are the rulers of this life. Yeah, the queens or what? Yes. yes. Absolutely not. And guess what? Yeah. Guess what? I mean, uh, where? Look, hey, hold me, like, up, hold look up, back wait, in time. Wait, wait, wait. The emperors, the kings, it's all men. And guess, it's 2019. All, and and hey, it's, it's 2019. Hey, and men are still no. kings. <laughs> boxer. Yes. Guess who is still the most powerful player on the board? Player. Beyonce. <laughs> The queen. <laughs> no, actually, no. She can move any other which way. And no, that, that depends on move. that depends on what you say. When the queen when the queen dies, is the game over? Ooh, Beyonce. Ooh. It, when the queen dies, is the game over? <laughs> Absolutely not. Is the goal not. to kill the queen, or is the goal to kill the, the king? The goal is to kill the king. When the king's dead, the game's over. But when the queen dies, that bitch is just dead. But can who who can who can heal, kill the king though? Anybody. Anybody. The queen yeah. though. I mean, most yeah, of the maybe, time, you're, but a bishop the, can, a brook most can. Of, <laughs> most of the times, though, your players are taking out all For the sure. other but people. But look, the queen does the all queen. the work. The queen does all the work while the king sits back and runs the game. And oh and guess God. why? Because that's why we rule. Oh no, we rule. We do all the <laughs> shit. <laughs> you guys just go make the money, Bro, you just and then pay. we rule the household. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I think nowadays, you know, it's more. Uh, Oh, fuck it, man. I'm a king. I run shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you, though? He no, thinks. I do not. I do not. 
No, man, I'm I'm running by. Uh, I gotta be honest, man. I think that that kids rule the world now, man. At least for me, my world. <laughs> I got kids, so. <laughs> On a sensitive note. Yeah, but you know, no, I think uh, I still that's think unfortunate. Girls do run. I mean, shit. it's not unfortunate for you, but for me, kids are disgusting. <laughs> I totally understand that. I think if I didn't have kids, they cry, I would hate them. They scream, they poop, they they yell. So do adults. Somebody's like, "Well, what if you ever had kids?" And I was like, "That's what nannies are for." <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Well, what happens after the nannies and they grow up boarding school?" <laughs> then after that, then after boarding school, military school, oh my God. <laughs> or military. Yes. After and that, if I ever have kids, if they want an inheritance, they have to become either a doctor, a lawyer, somebody that is able to take care of me when I get older. Mm. Yeah, man. That's why, like, I just want to have a shit ton of kids so that I can just, you know, beat the odds. You know, because if I have twenty kids, at least one of them is going to be famous. You know, oh one of them is going to make it to the like. NFL or some shit, and I'll be all right. You know, I'll be good. You know what? I'll honestly be probably alone for the rest of my life. Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> no. Besides my peeps and my friends, like I'll, 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 kids are not for me. You know, I told myself kids I'll, are disgusting. I'll like, never, me, I'll never get married more than like ten times. I'm, you know, never more. Than I don't that. think I, could, <laughs> I don't. Somebody actually, never more than that. Somebody actually asked me like, why haven't you like settled down with somebody? And I was just like, you know what? For me. <laughs> This is going to sound like a horror thing to say. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but for me, why settle for one dick when you can have like so many others? Like there there's just a plethora. Not to sound out there. Not to sound corny, but there's something at least for me in my personal belief, there's something better about that thing being yours. For me, I mean, I could have like not to be cocky or anything, I could have 10 pussies, right? And that's cool. But I like just having one that's like, dude, that's just mine, and like I'm the only one that gets that shit. Oh, like, hey, you know don't I mean? get it, like... don't get it twisted. Most of the people I sleep with, they know it's mine. Oh, okay. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> oh my god. And they yeah, know they can't yeah, be until fucking they, around. Until they on fucking me. hear this podcast episode, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> bitch. Oh no, they know. I tell them flat out. Oh, okay, shit. so this dick is mine. Hey, me too. I'm like, whatever, you know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I posted, man? I thought I was so funny on Facebook today. Do you see what I funny. posted? That shit was funny as hell. She got so no, mad. I posted what the fuck. This is post? my man crush right here. Him and I flirt all the time. Oh, oh you're gonna yeah. have to get used to that. Oh, fuck That's fine. Yeah. You know what's so funny is uh like when we were got... at Salim's party a couple weeks ago. Well, we flirt because we like, were literally in the bathroom, fucking just like taking pictures together. Do you, you see that picture on his Instagram? He was just like, so one, he always gets me drunk as shit. Because the drunker he gets me, the more I'm flirtatious, and I have no fucking shame in my game. I don't care who the fuck it is, I'll flirt with you. I don't. And give then a his shit. shirt comes off, and I'm just like, let me rub your You're body. Because like, 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 me, like, I'm I'm all about competition. I'll play the game it's better. All innocent, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm standing on top of the table and they're like. <laughs> I bet you won't get naked. I'm like, man, fuck you. Here I go. You know, I'm going to get naked. <laughs> and this is Boxer. He will. But yeah. And I, I really don't give a shit. And so like we get super drunk or maybe you just got me drunk. We get super drunk or whatever. And we go to the bathroom and like next day. blaming me. Next day I see <laughs> like this, this fucking like this cute ass post or whatever. And I just, I read what it says and I'm like, oh man, I fucking missed him too. You know? And like, uh, it was really cute. And then I look at the fucking video and my drunk ass is just leaning on him. <laughs> just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Just leaning on him. I'm just leaning on his cheek and I'm just like close up on my face and then come back. <laughs> It was Ew. fucking funny. I don't even remember taking that, but it was fucking cute. That was a cute post, man. I was really happy to see that. That was really fucking Well, nice. one thing about hanging around Zach is that uh, you'll never miss a moment because 
You'll see on Snapchat a few oh minutes later. Oh my god! His You're whole life me. is Snapchat. Snapchat, Instagram. TikTok, I'm surprised because he was there. Facebook. Actually, the first Twitter. night that we met. <laughs> do you remember the first night that we met? I knocked out that guy. Uh, I don't, and he keeps bringing it up, and and I was like, I thought you hated. Like we hashed this out the last time we saw each other, and I was like, I thought you hated me. You didn't want to talk to me because we talked to a little bit uh, each other a little bit after, but then it just be kind of came like distant. And, like, I didn't ever hear from him. I never saw from him. Like, I would message him. He wouldn't reply. So I thought he hated me. And, and that he was, was mostly like, because you hated me. That night, the, the girl that I had brought over there, um, the guy that was there, I can't remember what the fuck his name was, but he was the guy with a, a bunch of ecstasy, a bunch of weed, a bunch of shit. And he had slapped the girl that I was there. He slapped her ass. So me being the kind of person that I am, I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, so I'm I fucking, yeah, so I fucking, you know. Some things ensued or whatever, and then I just kind of took his things, you know, like, because I just, that's kind of just where I'm from or whatever. If you get in a fight, you knock the dude out, you run pockets. That's just what the fuck you do. And then Ben. I've got his gold jewelry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Our our, our mutual friend, Ben, was like, oh, fuck, we got to go. We got to go. And then I remember. Did he have a kid? Ben? Yeah. Nuh-uh. I thought he had a kid recently. Nuh-uh. No. I must just be. But anyways, we left. And so then after that, I get hit up by somebody's dad, right? And it was some random guy who's like, hey, you know, you took from my son the cash. All we do, all we want is the cash bag, blah, blah, blah. So I send it to Ben. And I'm like, yo, is this your homie, blah, blah, whatever. And Ben knew that me and Zach became friends. He's like, hey, man, I think that, yeah, I think that the Zach guy just, you know, said a bunch of shit about you and, and let him know that you did that. And I was like, oh, fuck, man, I got to cut this dude off. So I thought that he was the only guy because I didn't want to go to jail or anything. We just assumed it was Zach because somehow he found out. Honestly, I think there was other Talking people. Talking shit. <laughs> but yeah, that was basically the whole fucking story that happened. And, and honestly, I probably shouldn't have taken so much shit from him. But it was 2017, man. I was, I was living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> 2017. Yeah, and he slapped the fucking, you know, like, if, if I bring somebody around, I, I that's one thing I don't and deal he with. he tells me, and I don't remember. I was like, who in the fuck did you knock out? He was in the backyard with us. Like, fucking, because the dude, I even still have a picture to this day. I have I a picture with that dude. Because that. that dude's like, you're a fucking fighter. You're a fighter. Oh, let's take a picture squaring up. I was like, all right. And like, as soon as that happened, I knew this guy's going to be a problem. Because every time we fucking went outside, the dude kept saying like, oh, bro, hit me as hard as you can. And I'm like, no. And he's like, dude, no. just just do it, bro. Hit me as hard as you can. I could take it. I'm like, I'm, I promise you, you can't. Like, I, I promise you, you can't. Not to be cocky, not to be an asshole. I just, I do this for a living. I promise that you can't. You know, like, I, I'll punch you in the gut if you want. And he's Ugh. like, no, right in the face, bro. And that's when you, because you helped him outside when he was super drunk. I don't remember. But fucking, but that's where it happened. I honestly don't I went remember talked who you're talking about. It was, fuck, I, I gotta, I gotta bring up the picture. But yeah, I just, I met him. He all has a picture still. <laughs> yeah, because it was a guy that I squared up with. And, and oh yeah, yeah I want to see this picture. I saw bring him, it up. I saw him in the back and, and that was pretty much it. So like after the, because you don't have it, I'm slapping you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slapping you back. <laughs> but yeah, fucking, uh, you know, this. The Ben and the girl that I had brought came in and he was like, dude, that guy just slapped your girl's ass. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, here we go. So I had to kind of fucking do whatever I had to fucking do. But it was it was fucking weird. It was a weird fucking place. It was fun. And I made some good money off that night, man. I took (laughs) I took a bunch of ecstasy and I sold that shit. Did probably half of it. But yeah, living my best life. Living my best life. It's all we can do in life. For real, though. I'm always out here trying to live my best. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just... Hell yeah. I mean, we've been podcasting for five fucking hours, man. (laughs) This is the best it gets, baby. What are we at now? I think my longest podcast was, what, almost three hours? Um, No, I think this is the longest one now. 
We're is two, it? We're, wow. we're at two and a half. Oh. I think, yeah. I think the longest one was just at, just over two. I think it may have been. Which one was that? No idea. <laughs> no idea either. So, Zach, is this one of the many parties where you uh, ended up passed out drunk in bushes or on the trampoline? No. Or- I actually oh, I found it. I found it. This is the guy. This is this is from that party that night. That's the guy. Is that you? What do you what do you mean? Yeah, that's me right there. That's that's me on the left side. And that's no, the dude. You didn't knock him out. I promise you I did. You ended up driving him home that night. That was who I brought with me. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh him and Mandy started getting to shacking up together. But that's the picture that Tyler. he said. That's the picture that he you said. Know, I was questioning at the beginning of your story. I was questioning if this was Tyler. Um, that's him. That's was it? Was this? Dude. Was this New Year's? That was a few that's years ago. Dude on New Year's. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But was was this New Year's? No. Yes. So this was 2017. Look, right I got the I got the Christmas. exact. This was December seventeenth, two thousand seventeen, three forty three a.m. Holy shit! No, this is like right before that party, though. But yeah, this was the dude because like right? as soon as I came, he was like, "Let's take a picture. I want to square up with you." Blah blah, and it started a whole fucking problem. Now later in the fucking night, you ended up because Ben helped you when I was in the fucking truck ready to go. Ben helped you get him in the fucking car because he was in the back seat of your fucking car. And you drove him home, or you did something, and then I don't ben, remember. Yeah, fucking Ben went with you, and then you dropped Ben off at my apartment. I still have okay. Hold up, I still I still have pictures from that night. Let's let's take a look. But yeah, that was the, that was the fucking here. dude. I knew he was gonna be a problem from the second I fucking stepped in there because that. I mean, I, I like my career, but it's not a good career to have in a party sense because mm-hmm. all my friends. You know, I love my friends. You know, they're my bros. I love them, whatever. But like, I'm I'm kind of their wave, you know, because I have more ambition than a lot of my friends do. I have more goals and stuff, and I've got a lot more, you know, going on recently. I mean, they always have a lot of shit, but they're that's more Harley like, Chris Taylor in the middle. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. But the fucking dude right there. Yeah, Ben. There's fucking Ben Diaz, man. <laughs> there's fucking Ben. But my friends... and we were jamming out to fucking Barbie Girl, and I remember that Ben was sitting there singing fucking uh, Backstreet Boys when we were playing Hell yeah. it. I want it that way. It was his going away. Yeah. No, I was, was at his, his going away. Oh, it was the other one's going away. Yeah, you were at was, his going it away. It was this guy's. Go to the other one, Harley's. It was his going away. He moved to Oregon or some shit. There I fucking am. Wait, who's that? Oh, that's uh, uh Mandy. Yeah, that's Mandy, the yeah. best friend. Yeah. That was when I, I I think I used to slide in her DMs sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think I did. And Ben in the background. Damn, look at that. I haven't, That's like a picture of me that I've never even fucking seen. I look tossed. Let me see. <laughs> I look fucking throwed. Hey, was God, that a- look how different you look. I know. Now I'm old and stupid. <laughs> I'm all well, I mean old but you've always been stupid I've always been stupid you're right but no as I was saying so like most of my friends man that like we're all from you know we're all from the fucking gutter so most of my friends don't have the kind of same career goals I do most of my friends are fucking hustlers you know we never he was at my go- you were at my his going away so for me to have huh. like a legal means they're like hell yeah let's do this shit and so they brag about me being a fighter a lot which fucking sucks sometimes because you. I walk Everyone into a party. Everyone wants to show how tough mm-hmm. they are. Well, yeah, because I walk into a party and these guys know I'm a fighter, and it's the same dude that comes up. He's like, "Hey, man, like that's fucking dope." Blah blah. Two hours later, he's got something to prove. You know, he's got a bitch there now or whatever, and 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 he wants to prove his manhood by taking out a a real fighter. 
you know, by scrapping with the real fighter and, and either holding his own or knocking me the fuck out. And I'm usually kind of a dick about it. I'm usually kind of cocky. And I'm like, dude, look, I know how it is. I understand you're that guy right now, whatever. But I promise this is not going to go the way that you think it's going to go. Like, you want it to go a certain way. It's really not going to go that way. But it always fucking ends up going because <laughs> they're so confident that they'll beat my ass. Or they'll wait for me to get drunk. And they're like, all right, drunk him. I can get him. And I can whoop his ass. But I'm like, drunk me is even worse because then, like, I'm a worse fighter, but I could just take a fucking pounding like Nate Diaz, man. Like, I'm not going down. Like, I'm fucking not. And, like, oh, man, it's just fucking bad. But, damn, that's crazy. You still got pics from that night. You have a whole picture of, like, the whole group, and I've never even seen that shit in my life. And that's from two years ago. That's fucking insane. It's because he didn't care. Oh, shush. <laughs> 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 God, that's crazy. And this yeah. wraps it up for Cool Z in the evening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> so uh, remind everyone again who you're fighting, when, where. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Before we wrap it up, what's going on? The date of the fight. What's going on? All right. Uh, November 22nd at the Union Event Center. Uh, you can contact me or Zach or Corbin for tickets. They all go through me. So, you know, it helps me make my commission. My opponent is Cole Faust. He's a younger kid. It's going to be a great show. Uh, we are the Coco main event. So not yet the, the biggest show there, but it's going to be packed. It's going to be good. Get your tickets as early as you can. And I mean, it's it's a stacked up card. And this is the last fight for the whole year. We call this last of the year, no fear. You know, and this is the the last the last card you'll see for, for the next, you know, few months until February or something. So, you know, so get your tickets as early as you can. Come support. Come see some local people beat the shit out of each other. It's going to be pretty dope. They're cheap, and, too. And What's you up? know what? They're, they're cheap, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. You can you, get Rabbit's the Cage for like 80 bucks. I yeah, just 80 bucks. Free. I mean, stand, standing tickets, that's $35. You know, and if, if you want to sit up at the VIP uh, at a that's, table, that's by what the bar, I need. That's 55 bucks, 65 bucks. You know, it's 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 not a lot. And you're, free you're able to support. 99 is what I heard. Okay, for you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay. Yeah, thanks so, again, man. Thanks again for having us, man. This has been super dope. How do you, how do you feel about this podcast? Did you love it? This is dope. Let's do this every week, man. Let's do <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm always down, and I definitely want to make sure that you come back after the fight. Yeah, for so, sure. Talk about the the results and stuff. That'd be yeah, awesome. You know, for like real. yeah, that'd be that'd be really awesome. Thanks for having us. I man. just can't have you being a loser on my podcast. So you Honestly, better win. Oh, embarrassing. No. Were you? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's like, I'm leaving you if you lose. <laughs> I know. She's like, we're not fucking dating anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this pays kidding. the bills. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, everyone, thank you for listening. And uh, now you've heard uh, boxer and. Uh, Aubrey. Aubrey over here. <laughs> and as always, my trusty Steve Corbin. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>